0: Yo 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 yo. Yo. Yo, it's your boy JTG former WWE superstar and I'm here to tell you you're listening to Ruthless Aggression Podcast and on this episode they're talking about The Rock versus Brock SummerSlam 2002 and this match was straight money. Actually, it was money money. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. Don't make fun of me. So Ready? Here comes the pace. Enjoying the ride, Randy. I'm the
1: this is so famous. His name is Eric Bischoff. I'm
0: there. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best of the nation.
2: Hey, thank you for joining us on the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. My name is Sean Stasiak. No, no. <laughs> I'm the Shawn Michaels of the Ruthless Aggression Pod. You're not gonna hear any swears or slurs from me. I'm Levi. I hope you would joined with the.
3: I, I hope you wouldn't say slurs. Jeez.
2: Anyways, that's Levi. I'm just saying I'm a. I'm just saying I'm a good boy. I'm joined boy. with the Eugene of the Ruthless Aggression <laughs> Podcast. Yes. I'm the Eugene. I'm
4: going full here. No, I,
3: I'm I'm the. Uh, I don't know who would I be. Now you got me thinking, because um, I love Shawn Michaels, but yeah, I guess I'm not the Shawn Michaels. I'm not completely squeaky clean. Just to keep it the <laughs> DX theme, I'm the Triple H. Because I'm going to taco, I'm going to bear yeah, No. You're
2: going to turn your back on me? Is that, is that yeah, what's going that's on? That's it, that's exactly it.
3: I'm Kyle. What's up? Yeah, my stepdad. I remember, like, whenever I was first really into wrestling, around, like, 2002 ish, uh, my stepdad. Uh, found out I was watching it, and I guess because I went to go watch it, and he was like, oh, you, you know it's fake, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know when when they bleed, they, they cut their heads with a razor blade. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Where were they hide the blades in the match, Goofy? You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, looking back, it's like, what, what joy did people get from doing that? It's like, oh, you like a thing? Well, here's how it works. You like it now, stupid? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know you like, you like you like watching football? You know it's all professionals, right? They ain't real people. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yes. Okay, your point.
2: You know uh, <laughs> What do I know, Levi? <laughs> Sorry, I got I got a tweet that was really funny. Anyway. Uh, I it's, think it said it said LOL XD and had a picture of a troll face on it. Was that it? Uh yeah. Uh, I am still <laughs> doing I was just looking at a rage comic, you know, like Oh my gosh. I saw a rage comic that said like
3: uh, lay me opening cereal box and then like you accidentally open it from the other side and then it showed the big angry face going fuck! <laughs> I laughed.
2: <laughs> Those were really they were all the rage, uh no pun intended. Oh, back oh. in back in the day, back in high school.
3: Back in Honest... year nineteen twenty four.
2: With some weird italian accent <laughs> i don't know Anyways, Mamia, point? my point was um <laughs> was that i think people just want to be right especially yeah. and from what i have like my perception being adults really like to be right when it comes to kids like <laughs> kids are stupid like i've i've just had people in my life who won't like take my opinion or my viewpoint just because they knew me as a kid it's just like get yeah, over yourself you are an idiot <laughs> like yeah my, I,
3: my my least favorite more so than that more so than people like that i hate um when ladies who have babies will suddenly be experts on everything just because they're moms you, yeah you ever see that yeah i do it it's like, oh, man, you know, I really love spaghetti. I, I, I think making spaghetti is the best. You know, as a mother, I think spaghetti's bad. You can trust me. I'm a mom of four. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't
2: that care. is 1,000 years of wisdom per baby. 1,000 mm. years of wisdom. But, yeah, I, I definitely had those moments. My my grandpa was pretty ruth, ruthless. Uh, ruthless it... grandfather. <laughs> Uh yeah, and my P teacher one time was like, "Oh yeah, they stomped the mat when they hit him, you know, it's, it's fake, your whole life is a lie." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> I think my my first moment of like, you know, Undertaker's not
3: really dead, right?
2: Good no. Lord. Just gonna He's go th- called the dead man. I'm just gonna walk into the movie theater one day and be like, "Hey, hey, this isn't real. This didn't happen. It's k <laughs> I'll never
3: forget whatever, like whenever um we'd be hanging out, like me, John, Chucky, and uh, we'd be bring out points about like dumb inconsistencies in movies or something, and be like, "Oh, Chucky'd always be like, you, you know, what? they didn't film Star Wars in, in space. <laughs> it's
2: fake." <laughs> <laughs> I
4: was like, "No."
2: it's actually a green screen exactly a green screen <laughs> you know fun fact uh the youtube channel oh what's it called uh, jack heliquin he uses Ooh. the same green screen as they did in star wars 100 oh man that's that's my favorite right before star wars 100 one. but real talk though when is jack and joker coming out man i'm just i'm just uh, ready for it Chief very luck.
3: soon very soon actually uh Last he was wanting to get it done by last weekend because we were all going to have a kind of like a Memorial Day get together on Friday, but um, he didn't finish it quite in time. He still has to work on audio, and then uh, John couldn't make it, so he didn't want to just like premiere the movie without John. So, oh, okay, uh, it's very close. So I, would honestly say, probably in about a month's time, it will be
2: available to view. I'm hype. I'm hype about it. But what I'm more hype about. Is this episode of the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Are you, Oh yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, let's just jump right on in.
3: Jump right on in. Can I say the first thing I noticed is in the title, in the little little, little title cards, whenever they show people's name, they're using the same font that they use in Mortal Kombat 3. Really? fun little fact for you. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know. I just I've played so much Ultimate Mortal Kombat three that like I I recognize that far from a mile away.
2: I hear you. I hear you. I, I hear, well,
3: this. hear this.
4: No.
2: Honestly, uh, apart from that, like one thing I've noticed listening back to all our four episodes so far is that I oh, got it so long ago. I have to stop saying I agree. I so agree. And oh, I, hear I agree. You. I got to stop saying those phrases. Yeah. It drives and... me nuts
3: yes and then uh i haven't listened to any of the podcasts because anything with my own voice in it i feel weird about listening to uh i already know that i say uh oh it's so good so good or oh, way too much but whatever what what are you talking
2: about you're <laughs> whenever
3: you describe stuff you're like no. oh yeah Shawn michaels touches his nipples i'm like oh yeah
2: that was so good so good <laughs> no i i know i heard what you're saying i'm just like you're perfect honestly man like, what, what, what are you talking about, We're baby talking girl? About. Baby crazy. girl, you, girl, you gotta shine, you know. Mm, yep. So I want to start this show off um, with a new segment I like to call the Raw Recall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Raw Recall, sucker.
2: And you know, this is—I'm just, just gonna catch you up to speed on uh, what's going on, but not everything. Some things I'm gonna say for later in the episode. Tee hee. So here we go. Raw four seventy eight. Triple H turns heel. He turns on Shawn Michaels. I think <gasps> DX is going to reform, but wrong. He gets uh, Shawn Michaels with a pedigree. And he thought I was going
3: to beat DX, but it was really XD on Shawn Michaels.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like, like my, my go to stupid XD joke. It's just just
2: saying XD lol. I do it all the damn time now. <laughs> I hate it. Honestly, like I connect it too though because Charles one time on Facebook was like. XD, XD, DXDX DX, DX, Generation X, like, <laughs> and I think about that every time I see that little XD face. Uh, the Rock versus Eddie Guerrero, first time, once in a lifetime, legitimately, on this episode of Raw, it was uh, amazing. Dang, I need to uh, go watch it. Yes, you do. Like, definitely go out of your way to see that one. Oh yeah. The night after Vengeance, Booker T sells rib injury. Despite pay per view match being mostly dominated by him, I found it to be very strange. <laughs> He was like, oh, sucker, I'm hurt. And it's like, dude, you didn't really get hit. I guess when he did that scissors kick through the table, it just like really got him.
3: I guess so. It's cool as hell, though.
2: <laughs> Benoit's been booked strongly. Benoit's been booked? Up, uh, very strongly. He's rarely lost. He made the rock tap out on SmackDown.
3: Dang, really? That's cool.
2: Straight up. And he was the champ. Mm. Uh, and I'll explain more about that, and that'll be
3: it. He was the champ.
2: Three minute warning debut officially. In a match between D Lo Brown and Sean Stasiak, Eric Bischoff's looking for more entertaining features and he needs the three minute warning. Brock vs. Rock feud begins by Brock throwing down the undisputed title. And ruthless aggression is still emphatically the theme two months later after it has begun. And we're going to explain more on that. <laughs> But last thing on Raw 478, Brock and Paul Heyman jump ship to SmackDown. Brock has uh, defected officially. Finally. So then we jump forward to SmackDown. The SmackDown Rebound. SmackDown 153. Rey Mysterio debuts against Chavo. And also debuts a new move, dubbed the 619. However, it's introduced by Taz as 619. Oh, what an idiot. What what a killer. Didn't... I remember hearing,
3: like, didn't Big Show help him come up with that name?
2: Yeah, Big Show did it. You know, he's like, hey, here's a new move. <laughs> <laughs> Here, look at this. <laughs>
3: he does a spin of Rooney afterwards.
2: So Lesnar debuted uh, on SmackDown by interfering in Angle versus Mark Henry. And Kurt Angle struggled with Mark Henry, like, the entire match. It's like a six-minute match. But brought. Like, like conquering him or is it just like a size thing? Like he tried to lift him and he was like too heavy. A little bit of both. It's like, uh, Mark Henry's like, yeah, you can't beat me. I'm the world's strongest man. And I got a really weird <laughs> theme song. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're pro- you probably don't, you don't, you don't, you don't like his theme song or did he have a different one before he got the three, six mafia song? Oh, it's definitely a different one. I like the three, six mafia one, but mm-hmm. his theme song is like, <laughs> I'm not even going to imitate it, but it's, <laughs>
1: then It's like I'm Mark Henry, strongest man.
2: Might as well be. It's it's Try it's...
4: To lift <laughs> me if you can.
2: It's like way it's not it doesn't go with him at all. <laughs> it, it's a weird one for sure. But yeah, Kurt struggles. Brock doesn't. Brock's just like I'm throwing you around and. The ring shakes so viciously <laughs> when he slams Mark Henry on it. Uh, but yeah. Brock later cost Hogan and Rock the tag titles. and uh, Because Rock and Hogan were challenging the Un-Americans for uh, the championships. Hmm. Un-Americans. Uh, I also noted a, a Blame Canada sign. And that was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was funny. We're skipping forwards. A Raw 479, which is definitely a favorite one of mine. The Americans defect officially. They are on Raw. The tag titles are on Raw. <gasps> and they're gonna start <gasps> really soon. Uh, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler get angry, but more on that to come later. I found it hard to skip matches. Like I just, spent, I ended up spending my entire day watching all the Raws and Smackdowns, and I'm like, my idea was to to skip over them and you know just get a general idea. I just kept watching match after match after segment after segment. It was so entertaining.
3: I know, man. Like, whenever we were doing the inaugural episode, and we just did it over that first Ruthless Aggression, Monday Night Raw, uh, I was like, okay, you know, watch it, skip some boring matches, but no, that thing was fully engrossing. It made me want to watch more Raw. Like I've I've seriously considered it over the past few weeks, of just picking a year and being like, I'm just going to watch this whole year,
2: you know? Continuing on, uh, confusing continuity. Big Show merits HBK's attention despite intimidating him one week prior. HBK walks away, continuing to look for Triple H because he's mad that he got pedigreed. And Big Show is like muttering under his breath because uh, Shawn Michaels says, I don't have time for you right now, Big Show. And so he walks away, and Big Show is like, I'm gonna make you make time. Like under his breath. It's so weird. Uh, Benoit. Second, again. It's like, I'm
3: sorry, Big Show, but you're too obese to handle.
2: <laughs> Benoit defeats RVD for the IC title by cheating. And we have a new IC Bull. champion. That's where Benoit uh, won his title. <laughs> Three-minute warning. Uh, are yeah, back. I was wondering, like,
1: I, I, last time I checked, old, old Flippy
3: Boy had the title.
2: No, Flippy Boy lost his title two weeks after Vengeance. Mm-mm. three minute warning beat down may young of fabulous Moolah <laughs> in one of the most hilarious segments I've ever seen yeah he sent me the gif of that that was funny our good friends at wrestling without context uh shared our little video oh, so cute. shout out shout out to them thank you
3: it is appreciated
2: so oh, my, my headphones fell off keep going <laughs> <laughs> so I came across a weird segment that I wanted to discuss with you. I wasn't sure if I should save it for the main main card or the the recall. Yeah. Uh, so the Rock cuts a promo on Jonathan Coachman that implies that he's into bestiality. <laughs> what?
1: Rock. Rock, we just saw the Un-Americans. Brock, we just saw the Un-Americans make a serious impact. My question for you is this. Are you
0: going to be able to make a serious impact against Ric Flair tonight considering what happened on SmackDown last
2: Thursday when Brock Lesnar decided...
0: After years of being interviewed by all these sick freaks around here from that ugly hermaphrodite kevin kelly to that new guy on smackdown that masturbating mark lloyd i tell you what every time he interviews a rock he runs into a dark room he loses five pounds the hard way if you know what i'm saying so the rock just wants to say it's good to be here live on raw being interviewed finally by someone normal well, rock, thank you very much i appreciate that thank you Hey, it's no problem, you gotta thank The Rock. I mean, you're always professional, you're always prepared. With the exception of that one time you spent the night with the cows, other than that, you're a stand-up guy. So now, you wanna ask The Rock. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rock, what do you mean with the exception of the night with the cows? What does that mean? What are you talking about? Coach, don't pretend like you don't know what The Rock is talking about. You know damn well what The Rock is talking about. You and the night with the cows. Coach, live TV. Let's move on. Do so you want to ask the Rock about Smack? Rock, Rock. I, Rock. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you have no idea what the Rock is talking about? No. You want the Rock to put you out there on Front Street? You want the Rock to do that? Huh? Is that what you want? since you want to make it, let The Rock break it down. The Rock knows you come from Kansas. The Rock knows you live on a small farm in Kansas. And The Rock knows you like to go home every once in a while, drink that boon juice, moonshine, white lightning, whoa! Get a little tipsy, don't you, Coach? Yeah, The Rock knows that. And The Rock also knows you get a little tipsy, tip the bottle, and you like to spend time with the animals. One animal in particular The Rock knows about is your special cow, Bessie. Oh, The Rock knows about Bessie. What you like to do with Bessie and the microphone. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't follow. I'm <laughs> afraid I don't follow. You don't follow? Well, how about you follow this? One night out in Kansas, in the middle of the farm. Hey, Bessie, how you doing? Yo, pal, the coach. No. No. Now, How's that ringing bad to your coach? So why don't you just admit it? The Rock knows you like sticking microphones up cow's rectums. Don't you? Don't you? Rock, it was just one night. It was just one night. I was drunk. You know what I mean. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa! You just admit that? You do like sticking microphones up? Cow's wrap? The Rock was kidding! I was joking! And now you admit that? What's the matter with you, you sick freak? What's wrong with you? Oh, damn! Look at that cow over there. Where? Right there. You sick freak!
2: Oh, yeah. The Rock was... Clearly, like losing it as a baby face, like his promos just were not up to par. You know, he he was talking about sweet cream on an ice cream sandwich, and yeah, you know, all these weird phrases he came up with that just weren't weren't funny. Um, uh, he he talked about Coach sneaking into a mm-hmm. barn and uh, getting with old Betsy. <laughs> yes, <sir.
3: clears throat> Oh, no. Is this, is this the one you were talking about? The one that made you go like,
2: Goo! Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. That's to come. That's to come. Uh, So, yeah, but that's not the worst part about it. You know, the Rocks, he's like, Oh, you're with old Betsy. And the coach is like, Come on, Rock. It was just one time. <laughs> what the heck, dude? <laughs> it was so sick. Why? Why? I...
3: Not because it's ruthless aggression.
2: Uh Triple H just cheered when he when he's coming out on the show. Um even though like, you know, he's he's the big bad guy. But as he's explaining like his actions, someone's like, Oh man, Shawn Michaels run down the back like he's in the ring, so it's like a camera crew kind of guy to make it seem more realistic and Triple H drops like an F bomb at Eric Bischoff. He's like, I didn't have anything to blink and do with this and so it's like it's real. <laughs>
3: Do you hear it on
2: the thing? No, 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 no. It's edited out.
3: Oh, I don't want to hear naughty
2: words on the USA Network. <laughs> or it's on TNT. TNN. Yeah, there you go. The Nashville Network. About to be a Spike TV, probably. for my notes. Uh, SmackDown one fifty four. Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. defeats Tajiri. Rey Mysterio two and zero. Lesnar jobs out Mark Henry and punks out Hogan and Kurt. Kurt Angle faces Hogan to fight Lesnar on next week's SmackDown. Uh, our, our good buddy, Deacon... Not Deacon. Uh, Reverend Devon. He's losing a lot on SmackDown. Every week he's losing. But uh, And Batista keeps having to bail him out. Um, here's another one. It's uh, Uncomfortable... Sexual Assault Angle with Nydia and Michael Cole. Do you remember this?
3: No, I don't, actually. Refresh my memory.
2: Uh, so, apparently, uh, listener discretion advised, by the way. Um, uh, it's nothing too serious, but I thought it was very, very uncomfortable and should not be on TV. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Noble's like... Is
3: this the thing you're telling me about? For context, Levi told me there was something quite vile
2: no, on an episode. Uh, we're going to talk about that more towards the end of the show. Oh,
3: okay, so, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, is, this, is this like a post-pay-per-view thing that happened?
2: No, no, no. It's uh, It happened on one of the Raws. Oh. Okay, that's Contin- all... Continue, continue. <laughs> that's all the hints you get, big boy. Anyway. Okay, I don't
3: want to interrupt you anymore. Get through it. <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, Jamie Noble, he brings out Nidia, and he's like, I'm going, going to kiss somebody, and... Uh, they go up to Michael Cole and Nydia mounts him at the announcer's table and just forces herself on him Ugh. and and yeah, just like makes out with him and Michael Cole the whole time is like no, 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 no <laughs> and at the time it's like oh, gay, he doesn't like this <sighs> what's wrong with him? But like, what a
3: homosexual he doesn't like a woman uh, trying to force himself on him
2: <laughs> <laughs> but in the lens of now I'm just like I know, uh, I know I don't like this, at all. this makes this
3: makes me a little uncomfortable.
4: Oh
2: my gosh. It was it was very Yeah, very uncomfortable. Continuing forward though, John Cena uh defeated Rico after they had a weird backstage segment where Rico tried to slap him and Cena caught it and he was like, You better get out of here, little boy. So that's like the feud <gasps> that's the feud you didn't know you wanted. Glad you waited to look that one up. Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit defect to SmackDown, bringing the Intercontinental Title to SmackDown. Rock and Edge versus Eddie and Benoit, and that's the one I was telling you about. Uh, he Rock taps out to Benoit's crossface due to uh, slight interference from Brock Lesnar. He didn't do anything; he just stared sense. at him like a weirdo. <laughs> that was
3: weird. That makes sense
2: though. I was about to say like Benoit getting over Rock clean. That's weird. Oh yeah. So up to this point on SmackDown, Rock is two and zero on Raw and 0-2 on SmackDown. So it's very <laughs> strange how they're, how they're booking The Rock right now.
3: Peculiar. I mean, The Rock at this point is basically untouchable, and he's a big movie boy now, so it's like double so.
2: Raw 480. Triple H is trying to figure out who attacked Shawn Michaels and interrupts Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's like, yeah, I'm on Raw, blah 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 RVD and Jericho set up their match for that evening uh, in the meantime. Big Show and Bubba are having a feud, but it's not related to the pay per view, so I'm not going to talk about it. That's just what's going on wrong. Um, Un-Americans are booked very strongly, and they have a feud set with Taker. <laughs> so Sergeant Slaughter, uh, he gets a match with Test of all people. <laughs> like, why are they bringing Sergeant Slaughter out? He does not look good. He just looks terrible. Oh, I bet. Uh, Victoria debuts, and she defeats Trish. On her debut, so good for her. Uh, Howard and Lillian are feuding over the announcer spot, but then warning, warning, warning. Three minutes, we The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minute warning. Show up, and Howard Finkel shoves Lillian Garcia into them, and they beat her down. It was terrifying. So. So while Umaga, I don't remember if it's Rosie or Jamal, I think it's Jamal, uh, uh, he was on the top rope about to do the splash and someone nails him with uh, toilet paper while he's on the top rope. (laughs) And the crowd's like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Ric Flair gets payback on Jericho by costing him a match with RVD, thus continuing their feud. But the big part about this episode of Raw was Shawn Michaels finds out all along it was Triple H who rammed his head into the car. And Shawn Michaels is like, oh, the doctor says I'll be 100%, 100% by, say, uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> uh, Smackdown, Smackdown. Um, 155 starts with an appreciation package for Hulk Hogan. Is this symbolic? Yes, it is. Yes. Hogan versus Brock tonight. Hulk Hogan will be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Cena versus Angle ends in Benoit attacking Cena from behind. Mysterio comes to Cena's aid alongside Edge. So, you're kind of seeing the Smackdown 6 that sets up a feud for SummerSlam between Kurt and Mysterio. Devon loses for the third week in a row and again, Batista bails him out. Dissension is building between them. Uh, and So... What is this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rikishi's like, come on, big man. Batista has like an impromptu match, and Devon costs him the match. It's just getting worse. And I thought you would be happy to know this. There was, uh, on this episode of SmackDown, there's a get the F back sign. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I love that. That's so great. I'm glad somebody was thinking the same thing.
2: (laughs) I think they were just, I think they saw your video game cover and went back in time. I just, they knew. I want this game to be made, darn it, they said. Yeah, it's pretty funny to get the F back. i got this time machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to Raw 481. Lesnar is at ringside for some strange reason, but he's wearing a Hulkamania shirt. Booker T and Dust pin the Un-Americans. Their first lost in a while. Lost. Lost. There we go. Oh, you... Taker comes to their aid after their match and it sets up uh, for the pay-per-view. Three-minute warning beatdown on Mini Dust. So three-minute warning is consistently on Raw. Ric Flair pants Chris Jericho after their match and attempts to put him in the figure four. Big Show comes at Flair and he dances and scurries away. Go out of your way to see it. It's hilarious. Matt Hardy turns on Jeff Hardy during their match with RVD. And we have Matt Hardy version one coming soon. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't
1: you, in my tornado.
2: Smackdown, it, Smackdown, Rebound, 156, the next to last go-home show. Matt Hardy defects to Smackdown and comes to the aid of Hurricane and Shannon Moore, real-life childhood friends and relatives. He says Smackdown isn't ready. for Matt Hardy, version one. Stephanie wanted to shred papers that granted RVD a title shot. John Murray accidentally got those papers to him, and they have a match at SummerSlam because of it. We're starting to see matches set up here. Uh, and so, nice. Benoit is rewarded for this mishap by a one on one match with The Rock. Kurt Angle versus Mark Henry again. Angle wins clean by submission. Ray attacks Kurt after the match. Their feud is further. Edge and Ray versus Los Guerreros. Kurt attacks Ray mid match. And yeah, they're just, they got a really good feud building up. Back to Raw, the go-home show. Raw 482. Yeah, we got The Rock. <laughs> was that accent I just did? I know. We got The Rock here. I, was the I was like,
3: I was gonna go with it, man. You're doing a thing. You should have kept it on the wall. It roll.
4: was
2: completely accidental. I, my my intentional <laughs> British accent is terrible. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> we got The Rock. <laughs> You should, you should you should just go with it. Be like I'm practicing my accent. Look, if I if I could, I would, but I can't do a good accent. Um, so, uh, there's an Undertaker promo that I want to talk about later in the show that happened on this Raw. Yeah, Eric Bischoff I... does away with the 24/7 rule for the Hardcore title. Stacy Keebler is on Raw now. Um, three Minute Warning attack Big Show. Big Show's off TV for a few months now because of that. Uh, Eric Bischoff makes Triple H versus HBK a non-sanctioned match. And here is what I want you to go out of your way to see on this Go Home show. Fozzie performed live. Yeah. And at this point, Chris Jericho cannot sing. He is terrible. And I don't think it was uh, intentionally bad. I think he was just terrible at this point, And maybe he took vocal lessons at some point. Um, But, like, he's into it, he's feeling it, the crowd, he he thinks the crowd's into it, but when they stop playing, they're just, like, BOO! (laughs) And it's unfair, because the musicians are really good, it's just, Jericho's a heel, no one likes him, and he can't sing. You're just, you're just setting it up for failure. And so, Ric Flair is bloody from an altercation earlier in the show, and he comes out and (laughs) destroys the set. (laughs) He looks like a madman. It's so funny. Go out of your way to see it. Uh, And so, Raw ends with Rock going after Brock and HBK beating down Triple H. Jim Ross's call to the end is perfection. That is Raw going into SummerSlam. So what is SmackDown going into SummerSlam? SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. 157. You get Brock Lesnar, my family sign. And there is a little person sticking out of Brock Lesnar's <laughs> mouth. It's great. Let's see. Matt Hardy is continuing his version 1 uh, antics. And he quotes about the crowd reaction. Because they're in North Carolina. North Kakalaki. Uh, Kane teases that his uh, his decision is made. But we all know he's going to Raw. So whatever. Uh <laughs> Rey Mysterio costs Kurt Angle his a match with Billy Kidman by countout, count out so Billy Kidman has a win over Kurt Angle fun fact Batista walks out on Devon after they lose again to Rikishi and John Cena. I have here poor Devon. there's an interpromotional match between Molly Holly and Nydia and Nydia said if she wins she's gonna get topless for the crowd uh, spoiler alert she doesn't they just Aww. poor Nydia is all I gotta say <laughs> the, and she loses the match But Jamie Noble's like Oh let's, let's, let's get them goodies out anyway baby And she's like oh, I'm gonna do it And Molly Holly comes in and drops kick. drops She drop kicks Jamie Noble And so that nixes it For some
4: reason
2: uh, Rock and Edge team up again To beat Eddie Guerrero and Benoit On the go home Smackdown However Lesnar comes in with a stare down Edge is there too and seems out of place But he leaves then they brawl. And if this was done today, I have here, they'd have the whole locker room come out to separate them. Rock gets the last laugh, meaning he's losing on Sunday. And now we have it. Foot Locker brings you SummerSlam.
4: And now, SummerSlam.
2: So SummerSlam is live from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York, but it's billed from Long Island. With this event, SummerSlam became the first pay-per-view to have events in three major indoor venues in the New York metropolitan area. Madison Square Garden hosted the event in 1988, 1991, and 1998. The IZOD Center in East Rutherford, New Jersey, hosted the event in 1989, 97 and later in 2007. Ooh. We are presented by Foot Locker, and we've got 14,797 in attendance this evening. It looked at there are a lot of people there. It's jam-packed. They're like sardines. Everyone's sweaty,
3: probably. Mm-hmm. I noticed. Which is weird, because like, I mean, I personally I didn't feel overall that the crowd was too into the show, but you know, whatever.
2: I disagree. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I think when it mattered, they 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 were into it. But then, you know, whenever it kind of had like lulls, they were just like, "I don't care."
2: Like they were so dead for like Benoit and uh, RVD. I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow from from you and say that this yes. crowd was very smarky. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as you said, Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. The end. <laughs> yeah, the end. It sucked it bad match 0 out of 5. No. There are no pyrotechnics for Engel's entrance. And uh, Kurt Engel has vowed to break Ray's ankle tonight.
3: And Ray's he shall.
2: He just rips off his leg. Sorry, Zack
3: gallon he, gra- he just he just he just grabs he just grabs uh, Ray Mysterio by both legs and just pulls him in half like a wishbone. He
2: definitely could have, like when you go back and watch <laughs> I
3: know the way the way he threw him around, man.
2: Oh, uh, so Ray actually, fun fact: Ray's mask was not on completely. That's like a fun fact of SummerSlam 2002. So like he was like That's scurrying fun. to the ring and he attacks Kurt from behind with the springboard corona and this match is underway. You want to run us through this? uh no <laughs>
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh i'm i'm not the play-by-play guy that's you leaving okay
2: i well i like to give you
3: offers I, I, i'm i'm the color guy i, I work better
2: that way <laughs> then we'll keep it that way this match i'm
3: the bra i'm the broad
2: strokes you're the fine details that's how there we go all right <laughs> the bob ross of the ruthless aggression uh, I, uh, I will
3: say i will say you know coming out um as it's beginning I love how Angle is so like you could tell as a competitor, as a wrestler, as, as a personality. He's very respected, but at the same time, people just hate
2: him as a heel and I love it. I love Angle. He's very easy to hate. And I mm-hmm. and he takes those like if Mick Foley has cheap pops, then Kurt has cheap dicks. Like I I'm still not over his line from Vengeance where he's like, "We're in Detroit. These people need to make better cars." Like <laughs>
4: What?
3: <laughs> I don't know. It's like... <laughs> Kurt Angle, it's like... Whenever he would just, like, heal... Like, talk down stuff... He just sounded like... I don't know. Kind of... I don't know. Goofy? Is that a word? Is that the word I want to say? It's like kind of oblivious. Yes. Like, oh, Tennessee! I figured you'd all be square dancing or something, you know?
2: I figured you'd all be kissing your cousin. <laughs> I guess you're not too busy... Make it out with your cousins to
3: come over tonight.
2: <laughs> shut Shut up, Kurt, you big goof. Come here, cousin. <laughs> uh, the Ruthless, Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Uh, we get a little dark around here.
3: Keeping it classy.
2: <laughs> so Ray misses a 619 or a 619, if you will. Kurt goes outside and drags Ray out so viciously. And I have here, he looks like he's trying to rip his leg off.
3: I know, man. He he manhandled Mysterio
2: on this whole match, and I loved it. Kurt starts working Ray over, and Ray tries to come back, wrapping his legs around Kurt to attempt a bulldog. But Kurt does an awesome reversal and just slams him on his back. Oh, yeah. Crowd is hot for this one, and everyone there hates Kurt Angle, as you said. I
3: know. Like, this is... Uh, uh, Until the main event, I think this was, like, the biggest kind of crowd reaction of the night. Like, they were ready for this match.
2: I like Kurt's attire. Like, he looks like a big thing of popcorn.
3: Yeah, I noticed that, too. Like, I was thinking, like, since, I don't know, this me. Like, all I can think of around 2002 time is, like, oh, this is, like, fresh post 9-11. And so I'm always kind of, like, eyeballing certain things or scrutinizing certain things. Because, you know, WWE is really obviously playing to this but uh that's one thing i kind of thought like kurt's you know he's supposed to be red white and blue america boy but he's bad and his outfit it's like you know red and white but there's not really a whole lot of blue kind of like a big circus tent and i I feel like they're just doing that to where it's like oh he's wearing kurt angle colors but he he's not really like you know super america you know because he's bad
2: yeah this is this is your cue to pew this is your cue to boo this man
3: Yes, they didn't want to be booing anybody with an American flag.
2: But Kurt's so good, like you know, he he doesn't have to to try to get booed. He just does. He just does. Kurt Angle uh, has gone to the options menu, and he is on Legend difficulty. He's reversing so much from Ray.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He just he knows when to tap L two and R two.
2: <laughs> Submission by Kurt. But, like, he's basically doing like a half Boston crab or a single leg Boston crab. But Ray's, mm-hmm. Ray's foot is touching his head. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's got to hurt. Big belly to belly by Kurt, and he's pulled the straps down. He's going after it, boy.
3: I don't know, he's getting intense. I'm surprised, honestly. I, I figure Kurt would, at this point, just pick Ray Mysterio up and just tie him into a pretzel knot or something.
2: <laughs> just leave him there. <laughs> just leave him there. He just walks off. Kurt or Ray just kind of like tries to waddle away. I'm like, come on, Kurt, please. <laughs> Untie me this instant. <laughs> Kurt is so annoyed by Ray, and I have here this match is a hundred miles per hour in the best way I, possible.
4: Mm-hmm,
2: yeah, like they really were trying to show like what makes
3: Ray Mysterio special in this match, and they
2: they did. Like, oh my god. Fun fact, Kurt actually went out of his way to adapt to Ray's style, and Ray was like, No, you don't have to do that, and like Kurt like insisted.
3: I mean, you can really tell. Like whenever he's doing like Hurricane Ronas and stuff like that, Kurt he sells it. He sells it good.
2: Yeah, he took like all his best moves and just made Ray look like a threat. Where otherwise it would have been hard to like get over.
3: Yeah. That's that's probably my favorite thing about the match is that Angle gave off like the feel, like the way he was just like body language, his intensity. Like he gave off the feel that he was a like, bona fide threat. Like, Hey, you're in over your head and I'm going to show you. But Ray, I mean, he just rolled with the punches <laughs> literally. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they just work so well with each other. Like this one of the, definitely one of the best matches of the night. If somebody said, this is my favorite one of the night, I'd be like, I can see where you're coming from. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, and I would go on record to say this is the best opening match, at least for SummerSlam's, like, history. Oh, yeah. Unless you like Jinder Mahal versus uh, Hornswoggle or something, I don't know. Oh, man, that would just rip the roof. That would rip the roof off the place. they both
3: become out undisputed champions.
2: (laughs) Everyone would just, like, pay so much money to see that match. I know, I know. I don't know. Who would go over in that match, though? It'd be
3: a draw, you know. It would be a complete draw. It would be interference by Eugene.
2: <laughs> it's a three, three-way for the Undisputed uh, Championship. Jim Duggan is a special referee. <laughs> <laughs> special man match. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Punjabi prison match, too. With a Hell in a Cell on top and an Elimination Chamber. <laughs> and a Money in the Bank.
3: But Hornschwagel can't reach the briefcase.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just can't see the match at all. And and this, that's this, why this, ma- you like this it. match
3: this match needs to exist in uh, WWE b two k nineteen they have to have it
2: someone book it, darn it, book it so uh <laughs> <laughs> um, you you had brought this up like a week ago and you said you didn't know why mm-hmm. uh the ref was not allowing Ray to dive, and I yeah don't I, know thought I thought it was
3: <laughs> kind of weird, yeah, it was like, don't do it, you can't dive, you goof it's like, this happens all the time now, who cares? What are you doing, big daddy? <laughs> like, you gotta let him catch his breath, you big goofball. It's like, <laughs> no, that's his, his style, big jump boy. I guess they just wanted a good excuse to have that nice spot where you just kind of leapfrog roll or whatever over the, over the ref onto Kurt, which looked cool, but it was a very awkward setup. So strange. Jimmy Corderas, we want
2: answers. Everyone tweet your hate tweets to him.
3: Hate, just send your hate tweets at Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Tell us we suck. <laughs> uh <laughs> such
2: such a near fall by ray kurt is like the master of like kicking out of the last second mm-hmm. ray jumps backwards onto angle shoulders and it's reversed into an ankle lock such a cool spot mm-hmm. west coast pop and angle kicks out yeah I-, I love how it's like i was just waiting
3: for the west coast pop you know i why isn't that still the move I like that. I know. I don't know. Maybe because I'd probably say my knees. wanna
2: Yeah, dude, just drink some young juice. What's what do you? Drink mean? some. Drink some of that patented young juice. Come on. <laughs> I told Stephanie recently. I stole a line from The Rock. She's like, she said something really snarky to me. And she and I was. She was like, maybe you just need to do this. And I said, well, maybe you need to just drink a big tall glass of shut up juice. And she laughed for like thirty <laughs> minutes. I kid you not. <laughs> oh yeah, god, that's great. <laughs> That was, like, his big, like, underappreciated line.
3: I feel like there's, I I guarantee
2: as many lines uh, Rock has said, there's probably a million of those. Probably. But just remember, the bestiality lines are best left forgotten. (laughs) No, those should be put on a golden, golden pedestal. (laughs) Golden thong.
3: (laughs) What? Whenever you, whenever you walk into the newly, uh, physical... Location of the very real WWE Hall of Fame. There will be a, a golden arch, and one side will be brock and his bestiality comments. And then next will be a, a golden thong award
2: behind a glass <laughs> case, a shrine to Tori Wilson. <laughs> I want to hear that conversation between her and Vince go down. yeah uh, Tori. Uh, yes, Vince. Uh, I need that golden thong back. <laughs> but, but I earned it.
4: Uh,
3: I imagine it was just as awkward as him telling her she's going to win it. It's like, Tori, I've noticed your butt cheeks are pretty good. How about we give you a big award for it? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Can I win the championship?
2: Nah. <laughs> Walks off. I think it's worth noting that uh, whenever the golden thong is mentioned, which probably wouldn't be too many times after now, mm-hmm. uh, just keep in mind, folks, this is not a golden thong. like, like It is a, like something you wear. It's a big trophy with butt cheeks. Yep, it's a big old fake
3: butt. It's like, here, get this. It's a golden thong award, and every time you come out, you have to be wearing it. Uh, Vince, I Dude, have how? a in my underpants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, damn it! How demeaning. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to finish Jesus. off, finish off the match, Angle reverses into a Karana or reverses a Karana into an ankle lock. Kurt drags him to the middle of the ring and Ray taps out. Kurt Angle wins by submission.
3: This is like they gotta have a rematch. I mean, do they? Oh,
2: oh yeah. I was about to
3: say that this feels like rematch territory because that that I gotta say that 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 that. I hate when I catch myself stuttering, but uh, I hate it because his kick out. Or his kick-out, his tap-out to the ankle lock. I mean, the ankle lock is devastating, but I just feel like he didn't sell it enough, you know? Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I guess I'm just kind of picky. Like, if you're going to tap to a submission, you got to look like you're broken. Like, oh, oh, please, ah, please, And then just give up. I, I just, I don't like when folks are just like, I'm in it! Ooh, ooh, I'm in it! I'm. In, oh, there you go,
2: you know? That's what I felt like he did. My biggest pet peeve about submissions is when they hang on too long. Because, yeah. like, you watch UFC, and I hate to compare the two, but when you are locked into a submission legitimately, arm bar, whatever it is, you tap out immediately because you don't want your stuff to get broken or yeah, exactly. or tired or anything. So it's like when you're like, oh, I'm in the Walls of Jericho for three minutes. No, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that you, Daddy. You, you
3: gotta find that sweet spot i mean who was it later on
2: what which match was it
3: later they actually had a lot of holds but it was intense I th- wasn't it like uh was it eddie grail versus edge it's gotta be it's gotta be because i i I think i wrote down something about There's that. a lot of
2: those actually <laughs> that's why i can't give you an answer
3: yeah yeah, yeah that, that was that was the match yeah i i specifically noted that they knew how to uh work and sell submissions really well unlike uh Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe at Backlash, which was terrible.
2: Kyle getting that nuclear heat, because Roman Reigns is gonna listen.
3: Since at at, at Kyle Douglas is a jabroni,
2: and you can believe that. (gasps) (laughs) And everyone's like, I can't believe Roman Reigns, number one. You'd insult him. You insult me.
3: I don't know. I feel like even Indian fans don't care anymore. It's like I don't care.
4: Who cares? This is boring.
2: Roman sucks. <laughs> Roman Sucks. Poor guy. He's losing his primary fan base. Yeah. Anyway, no. That's see, why he's. Good. That's
3: why. That's why he's facing ginger Mahal. It's him
2: fighting his fan base. So this may go without saying. You but
3: might want to cut that out. Maybe that sounds racist. I don't know.
2: I. I i'll I'll think about it i'll think about it (laughs) i'll make sure roman hears it first no No! (laughs) so on our our thumb tier scale thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in between where does this rate oh yeah big thumbs up um not the biggest thumb up because like i said the the
3: the tap out made me go "Mm," but knowing that there's a a big rematch coming had me excited so yeah big old thumbs
2: up this gets a big daddy thumbs up for me i'm just like yeah like if you take big daddy v's thumb just, you know, picture him holding up his thumb. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> that is the thumb. Give giving you that big, creepy smile with those big old dark eyes. Ugh. No, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed... Like, this was, like I said, 100 miles per hour in the best way. Like, there's little intricate details in the moves they're doing that you wouldn't initially catch. And, like, this might take you a couple watches to be like, oh, this is probably one of the greatest SummerSlam matches ever. I know,
3: I mean, like, just, they were, both of them, just, like, fine-tuned, like, they both looked like professionals, like, they were on their A-game, and it was, it was really fun to watch, I loved this match.
2: And good for Ray, you know, WCW guy coming in, he's little, and, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just, I, yeah.
3: I was gonna say, because, you know, I remember the hype for Ray coming in, I remember, like, the, you know, the... old promo promos with his uh you know all his masks and little flashes from his wcw footage and all that stuff but uh man they really sold this guy over the moon like they were like he is everything we are leading him to be you know he is that good and it was just amazing
2: ironically i think his worst booking days were when he was the champion (laughs) yep which is so sad (laughs) it's ironic It's just so ironic
3: Makes me think, uh, honestly, like, and it's completely off topic, but just thinking about promo packages with masks, I then remember they did something similar, I think, either before or after, with, was it Ultimo Dragon? Yeah, and, yeah. And it seemed like he was just kind of eh in the WWE, that is.
2: Was he eh, yeah, or am he, I just not remembering was... it? Because I know well, he's Ultimo really Dragon... respected in Japan. Yeah, he's a great performer. Mm-hmm. Uh but as far as like his run WWE, it's forgettable, and I guess that's for a reason. Yeah, they just
3: didn't really know how to work with Japanese wrestlers much back then. Like they're they're kinda of better now, you know. Considering, you know, two of their top performers are wrestlers from
2: Japan. Well, we're not too far off from him in the timeline, so perhaps we'll get to discuss that more thoroughly and better betterly is what I was going to say. More betterly. <laughs> more can you tell where i'm from folks we're from new
3: york city that's where i get my salsa (laughs) what
2: so backstage promo with stephanie bragging about smackdown tells guy to like just a random guy to tell eric bischoff to top that smackdown match but eric is in her office they have to share an office for the evening. Uh, I don't. Ha- I don't have too many things to say about these backstage segments other than they're boring yeah. and didn't need to be there. Like they felt like they had to. It's like we got
3: to push that SmackDown versus Raw angle. We got a video game coming
2: out in five years, but uh,
3: <laughs> you know, it 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 was just weird. Like I love the whole Stephanie and um freaking uh, Eric Bischoff angle on SmackDown and Raw, but on pay per views, like just don't force it too much. Yeah. It just felt kind of like an afterthought here.
2: Up next, we have Chris Jericho versus Ric Flair.
3: Oh, before that, uh, I just wanted to say, I thought it was funny how King accidentally called SummerSlam SmackDown. He did? Yeah, did you not notice that? Totally missed it. They were talking like, oh, yeah, you know, SmackDown and Raw, we're both here together. And you're like, that's right, King. It's going to be really great. Yeah, all here at SmackDown. SummerSlam, SummerSlam, yeah, SummerSlam. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it went, kind of, sort (laughs) of. It was funny. But anyway, it's Y2J versus Rick the Man Flair.
2: Rick2J. I made up
3: that name. It was Nature Boy Rick Flair. Don't 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 get mad at me. I watch wrestling.
2: As a man who loves stained glass, uh, I really (laughs) like. Okay. I really. It's like the leading
3: expert opinion thing. It's like, oh, how do we perform open heart surgery? Well, as a man who
2: loves stained glass, (laughs) come on. Anyways, i was gonna go. say in yeah. r- relation to what i was talking <laughs> oh man that's funny jericho has stained glass themed tights and i love them
3: yeah they were looking nice I-, I don't know i as far as jericho goes i couldn't get over his-, his beard
2: at this time i thought it was so gross see now you know where i'm coming from he does not look good with facial hair or maybe it's just the overall package he just looks like a slime ball he's got those like red tips to his hair, you know? Uh, yeah. He's I mean, trying like, to be cool. Uh, yeah. It's like
3: <laughs> it's like I think about like how Edge looks. It's like he wants to be like Edge, but he's coming off just really lame.
2: Ooh, interesting take.
3: Ooh, interesting take. But I think that's
2: kinda of what he's going for. I mean he's the heel. He's not trying to
3: be too cool.
2: Uh Rick comes out to not a space Odyssey two thousand one and I was disappointed. Uh, Flair is 52 here, making his SummerSlam debut, which makes back-to-back debuts for Ray and Rick. Jericho backs Flair into the corner, and Rick responds with a slap.
3: Oh, sorry. I was still distracted on my phone, because I'm a terrible person, but... (laughs) I I thought so, (laughs) but I wasn't sure. (laughs) I want to say two things. One, I just noticed, uh, Y2J... I mean, this is, like, throughout the night, but I first noticed it whenever he saw Rick Flair coming out. He really likes... Just going like, oh, son
0: of a bitch, she son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> See, that's what I was trying to tell you on the last You Just like, he's so vocal. <laughs> I, I noticed, I want to say, I, I, love I, that I noticed about a sign him.
3: like, S- I know, he's he's great. He's very vocal. I, I mean, that's kind of, throughout his entire career, he's always been really loud. But uh, as far as Ric Flair goes coming out, yeah, I noticed that his theme it wasn't the same as it always been. I didn't quite, didn't quite dig it. I'm glad it changed. But uh I thought Flair looked good. You know, he looked kind of leathery. looked kind of, you know, I spend too much time (laughs) in the sun. But compared to how he looked when he went out, he looked fine. Especially his hair, man. What happened to that? That just disappeared fast. But, uh, still despite that, somebody had a sign saying Flair is old. And that made me kind (laughs) of (laughs) sad.
2: Well, I mean, like I said, he's 52 here. And uh, he's making his SummerSlam debut. So, I like what happened what, what took so long rick rick daddy
4: wcw um,
2: <laughs> i don't know and I, and like also like agreeing with you like he i said he looks good here like he looks really good
3: yeah i mean all things considered i mean he's got kind of i tan too much skin and a little bit of saggy titties but <laughs> he's still, he's still <laughs> got visible abs and some guns and a full head of hair so he looks like he could beat you up yeah he looks my as far as old men go he looks he looks a little aged, but for comparison, he looks miles, miles uh ahead of his uh his his TNA match with Hogan look.
2: I've never actually seen that, it, so maybe I is, should review it. It
3: is really hard to watch. It is so sad because they, they they bladed and it's like Hogan with his busted spine and flair with his old busted hips and they're all like kinda deflated looking and just saggy and tan. It's really sad. <laughs>
2: Rick, uh, he starts working Jericho over with punches and chokes and asking him if he likes it. It's very strange. Back yeah. body drop to Ric Flair. And th- I have here, this match is moving much slower than the previous outing.
3: Yeah, that's one thing that I immediately noticed when I watched it. After the first one, I was like, oh, yeah, what's next? I'm ready. And then it was like, "Why 2 j yeah, versus Ric Flair. Uh, oh, you know? It's like, I don't mind a slower match. I think overall the match was fine. You know, it was really physical and such. And, you know, Rick, for his age, you know, he's worn. He moved pretty good and he's pretty agile. I mean, still kind of slow in spots, but whatever. But it it felt very much in contrast to the match before it.
2: Flair sends Jericho outside, but he skins the cat. Uh, But when he does that, he runs into a huge chop from Ric Flair. JR says Jericho was two when Ric Flair debuted. Oh gosh, are they pushing
3: the old? Are they pushing the old thing in the commentary?
2: Oh yeah. Oh man,
3: I I wasn't paying too much to the commentary at this point. I was kind of just enjoying enjoying seeing Flair.
2: Well, I mean, they're not being like, "Look how old Ric Flair is." They're just kind of like, "Yeah, he's kind of old." When you think about it, he's
3: kind of old.
2: When you look at him and his saggy skin.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess because like he has more respect from you know pre WWE days. They make they kinda like push his kind of prestige, his age, but Hogan, they don't really do the same for him quite as much, you know? Well, he doesn't want to be out as an old person. I know, even though he's he's older than Ric Flair, isn't he? He wants immortal to mean something. I <laughs> mean, oh, yeah, I guess. That's why he tattooed it on his back.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, he did do that. Ew. He has the worst tattoos now. Oh my gosh, it's so uh Jericho reveals the steel part of uh the barricade and does an axe handle to the outside onto flair flair flops around and bumps into the cameraman and he's like oh, oh god one of my favorite <laughs> parts of the whole night jericho does this boxing like taunt and he's like punching like oh i'm so good i'm a little boy rick tries to fight back with chops but is met with a drop kick jr knows that jericho is trying to tire out flair which is no small feat <laughs> <laughs> cuz he says Flair is one of the most cardiovascular pure athletes in the WWE mm. and i and i don't have a doubt that like he's talking about his partying lifestyle yeah for real was <laughs> like our flair's like I, I, I run 50,000 miles a day so have good cardiovascular techniques
3: man it's like i know rick you know his whole thing's chops a lot of chops but especially in this match i felt like there were just a ton of them you know chop crazy this match was
2: Jericho chokes Flair with his wrist tape I really like that Rick mm-hmm. uh, or as cool. you say oh, I, I like that yeah I like that <laughs> 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 Rick oversells Jericho's choke on the ropes and a Flare evades and sends Jericho into the ring post Flair yells now before a suplex attempt so it's a little you talk too much botchamania moment <laughs> I didn't even it's reversed that. into notice that? Mm-hmm. I was it's I, reversed I was into it was a Jericho attempt that's why I said mm-hmm. <laughs> but you thought I said you mm-hmm. thought yeah. I said Yeah,
3: yeah yeah Levi keep going <laughs>
2: <laughs> keep going you nerd you freaking nerd reversed into a figure four by Jericho to flare through a wall of Jericho. That is Rick taps after grabbing the ropes. And I was confused as to why he did it. If nothing else, but to sell the pan. Uh, that, that
3: honestly kind of like, I uh, kind of confused me. The only, only way like in my mind, I figure was just that. Yeah. Like you, you're fighting that urge to tap so much that whenever you actually are free from it, you're just like, yes, I can tap. It feels so good. Yes. <laughs> It's like when you're on a road trip and you have to go to the bathroom and you're like, I can't, I can't right now.
2: And That's you, interesting. And you finally get to, and you're like,
3: yay, this feels great. My bladder's going to
4: explode.
2: I guess it's one of those things that like you have to communicate with the crowd. But like, I, not everything is is that way, so to say. Yeah. I, I guess what he was thinking was, oh, uh, the crowd will know I can't take any more pain if I do this. So it works. But then again, it's also confusing. So, uh, there you know that happens, and then there's a figure four onto Chris Jericho, and he taps. Back-to-back mm-hmm. submission wins, Ric Flair and Kurt Angle. Yep. Yeah. I mean, think
3: about old Ricky F. His uh, his figure four is like pretty dang well protected, you know. You think so? Like, as far as like memory serves me correct, you know, many people like, will, you know, be like, I'm gonna buck you and do it on you, you big goof. But when he does it on somebody, it's like, they're like, oh my god!
2: Ah! Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like, it's, it's figure four. It's like, it's special. It's like, nobody's is quite like his.
2: You know, Jericho insisted on uh, tapping to the figure four. Really? Uh, yeah, like a backstage, Ruthless Aggression backstage story. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do it as well. <laughs>
1: <here. laughs> Ruthless Aggression backstage story.
2: Oh, that is a talent. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I've worked in this before. Fair enough. Let's go ahead. Uh, Cut cut that part out. (laughs) So, uh, I think Jericho was supposed to go over in this match, but like. Or. No, no, no. Ric Flair was supposed to win with a roll up to be like, oh, he barely squeaked one out. But Jericho. Rick Flair was like having doubts so like could yeah. he do it anymore? Was he good? Was he good enough? And Jericho's like, You kidding? You're the nature boy. I'm gonna tap out to that figure four And it's just, like it was so cool to like hear that that like Jericho was so insistent on like you know, like, hey, you're the man. You I know that is really cool. A little like sweet that. story.
3: That's that's one thing it's like I was just talking about you know just strictly as characters. I know I know Ric Flair is a bit of a bit of a goofball behind the scenes. By goofball, I mean a an alcoholic with terrible sense and money, and he can't really keep his family <laughs> in line. But as a character, I think Ric Flair, like as a wrestler, like as a character, I think Ric Flair is fantastic. You know, he's very important to a lot of people, not just in WWE, like way before before national wrestling was a thing, and rightly so. And uh, I forget who said it. But um, just, like, comparing Rick to his, like, his WCW career, it's like, uh, WCW didn't really care. Rick was just another face in the crowd. But whenever he came to WWE, like, they they really treated him as good as, like, they made him out to be, you know? Like, they gave him a lot of respect. And it, it really shows throughout his entire
2: WWE career. I mean, he just deserves it. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's just, like, he's, he's earned every bit of that, especially when you hear... Like how he got into the business and how he trained, and he's been in the plank. Like I don't have to tell you. Like yeah, Rick, we Rick Flair. We all know Rick.
3: We all know old Ricky
2: Flair. <laughs> I want to die. I want to die. <laughs> but yeah, very competitive. I I liked this match. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, th- it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I will give it a thumbs up.
3: Yeah, I give it a, I give it a good good little solid thumbs up. It was a fun match. It wasn't like as crazy or and as intense as the previous one, but I mean, it was just. All, all around, pretty pretty dang solid.
2: Backstage to Pale and Brock, I have. Stupid autocorrect. Paul says, <laughs> Hogan's career <laughs> is dead, and he needs to murder The Rock's title reign. I just love Paul with words, you know? Mm-hmm. He's intense. He makes you like, ah, murder? That's, that's a bad word.
3: Is Brock going to murder somebody? <laughs> Probably.
4: Yeah. Oh, gosh.
2: Yeah, he puts over it's, The Rock, it's... but says he feels like the underdog. Uh, Paul says tonight the next big thing will arrive.
3: I guess in a way that is kind of weird to say, but yeah, I guess he has a point there. Kind of like the underdog, even though he's like booked to be this crazy powerful new guy. Because it's like you're just wondering. It's like that's the thing I guess I loved about Brock was that he was so intense you could believe that he was a force to be reckoned with. But at the same time, it's like he still had to prove himself. So it's always like a could he could he do it? <laughs> And uh, I didn't really have much else to say about this segment, but I will say, Paul's words are as good as his ponytail was long.
2: Do you miss the his ponytail?
3: Po- his ponytail was crazy long, I noticed in this pay-per-view. And yes, yes. No. Like, didn't he Did he shave it off recently, right? Mm-hmm. I, I miss the small one, not like the crazy, crazy long one. That one's creepy, but <laughs> his well-managed kind of ponytail. I kind of miss it. It just made him look kind of like that much more kind of skeezy and like, meh. Like slimy, but in a good way that you want from a manager who is supposed to be slimy.
2: Up next, we got Edge versus Eddie Guerrero, and I have some interesting feelings about this match. That's good, but you're gonna have to hold it because I gotta take a break.
1: A bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth is a Aggression Podcast will be back to these messages. Hey, Stone go Steve Austin, for me, Andy. De- no, I'm <laughs> well, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs>
4: we're not considered a pastime.
0: Contract disputes don't determine the outcome of our season. Negotiations are handled a little
1: differently in this arena. When two sides have a problem, it's taken care of face to face. World Wrestling Entertainment, our season never ends. Rated T for teen.
2: Okay, so the signs that I spotted here are deport Eddie I'm, sign.
3: Yeah, I was about to say, the signs here.
2: <laughs> and a double showing of Dirty Small in the game. And again, Eddie Grau has the worst haircut in the company.
3: Yep, saw another mullet sign, yeah. Can I tell but, you... Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. N- no, you go ahead. I was going to say two... Uh, signs i noticed that aren't the usual mullet and you know some kind of like eddie mows my lawn because he's hispanic get it uh once i saw one that made me laugh it just said latino heat has smelly feet did you see that one (laughs) no (laughs) it was was like was like front
2: row center or not not front row but it was like center camera it was funny i lulled dude dude, there were some good signs my favorite one was probably pork Yeah, I know, I was watching
3: that, and Crystal was kind of just like, you know, she's playing like a Pokemon game or something, I don't know what these kids do today, and uh, she looked up, and she's like, what's with that sign, Well, what sign, it's Freddy Greer, no, the one that says pork, and I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was at a loss, I didn't know what to say, uh. but, but there was one, and the camera got it just in time, was this kid, and he had a sign that said, uh, I'm an edgehead on it, and it had a hole cut in the middle, and he stuck yeah, his head yeah. through it. And he was like intense whenever, I think it was like when Edge won, or maybe when he was getting like the upper hand, he was like, Yeah! And he must have noticed himself because he turned to the camera at the right moment and went, Yeah! And then it cut away from him. I was like, No, I want to see more of that kid, the Edgehead. Put head. Edge Boy back. <laughs> Put Edge Boy, bring back Edge Boy.
2: Okay, let's be real. We're in Long Island, Edgehead. It's got to be Zack Ryder. Mm
3: hmm. It's just a little tiny Zack Ryder. <laughs> Even
2: though I'm sure Zach Ryder's probably a teenager at this point. Whatever. <laughs> Most likely. It was still him. It was still
3: him. He looked like a
2: boy until he was 30. But I have noted, like, all these signs for these two guys tell... I mean, they should tell you just how over they are. Mm-hmm. Like, the, these people are here to see them.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, ooh, ooh,
4: ooh, ooh.
3: Let me realize, like, one... How much I love Eddie Guerrero. And two, how much I really enjoy Edge. It made me very sad just watching this match, just thinking that he's retired now. But I gotta say... Oh, I was gonna say... I was gonna say, from the moment uh, Eddie Guerrero came out, man... Like, oh, uh, he just... He... Not like... He wasn't just over the top or anything like a lot of heels are. He was just so subtle with being a complete asshole. <laughs> and I loved it. Like, he just... He just radiated just arrogance. And I love it. I love him so much as a heel.
2: I I just miss Eddie so much, and I, I don't know. Just knowing that he could, he didn't go to what you know the length he could have. Mm-hmm. It's just sad.
3: Yeah, I mean we get, we got uh, we got enough to where I feel like, oh man, what if isn't really a thing for me so much with Eddie Guerrero. You know, there's plenty of amazing Eddie Guerrero stuff. It's just that you know there could have been a, a hell of a lot more, and I guess that's. That's so sad. That's the sad thing about Eddie Guerrero.
2: I do find it weird that out there exists a triple threat match between Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, and CM Punk. Really? Yes.
3: Where Where did they record
4: it?
2: Eddie was on the indies for a short minute, and Rey was on there because WCW had closed down. and I mean, CM Punk was running the indies at that point, so mm-hmm. I don't know where, but I know <laughs> it, it is out there.
3: That's crazy, I gotta go find that man I bet I bet you just search on Google You find it
2: Back when he was doing the Pepsi Plunge
3: <laughs> Really, is that a thing?
2: Yeah, it's like a top rope pedigree
3: Oh that's Why is it called the Pepsi Plunge? Was he sponsored?
2: <laughs> no, it's just his tattoo Oh, <laughs> uh,
3: duh <laughs> I'm stupid For a second I thought For a second I thought you were talking about Eddie Guerrero I think that's why I was confused
2: <laughs> Dude, Eddie just has like, a bunch of tattoos the of He
3: just cracks a can open and drinks it like Steve Austin Before he does it
2: <laughs> Get all sticky That'd be gross <sighs> But Eddie works over Edge After uh, the neck breaker On the ropes which was really cool mm-hmm. uh, Ed- Edge launches Eddie so far uh, And I love the way Eddie Hits the ropes like Steve Austin Hits the ropes pretty good but Eddie He's up there oh, Top yeah. rope rope hitter <laughs>
4: Mm-hmm.
2: um edge ties up with eddie and the ropes and spears him and i was like oh dang early finish but no
3: no no no, not tonight
2: because he goes for it again and eddie reverses to send him outside Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. this point this is like this is the point when he kind of really started to like work edge's shoulder right
2: yeah because he sent him into the stairs and like that's his bad mm-hmm. shoulder and i have here like awesome continuity moment because we learned that Edge injured that shoulder in a match. Uh, well, Cole said it was against Kurt Angle after a failed spear attempt. So there's that was several months prior to this. Several months prior to this. Sorry, someone someone dinged at me. Was that you? Yes. Weird. I I said ding. I got a.
3: I think I got a ding too. Weird.
2: <laughs>
3: <Ugh>.
2: <laughs> Eddie works over the shoulder. Oh, Many times in this match, uh, but there's a top rope arm breaker by him that just looked really sore.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Eddie tries to battle.
4: Yeah,
3: I was gonna say I love how like after he hit the stairs, Eddie was like, "Oh, a weakness," and that just became the recurring thing throughout the entire match. Just working that shoulder, and he made it. I mean, he really worked it. I mean, I was like, "Damn,
2: he's such a perfectionist." I love mm-hmm. that about him. Oh yeah, it's like it's like surgical precision the way he works it. Mm. Mm. Edge as fires as back with a sloppy power slam, and I like that he couldn't get all of it, but like mm-hmm. at the same time, I didn't like that he could get much of it at all. Yeah, cal- Michael Cole rightfully calls it out too. I like that he does some one arm clotheslines though; mm-hmm. those are pretty cool. Edge with the bad shoulder suplexes Eddie outside, and I have here. Come on, Edge,
3: <laughs> you big goof! You gotta sell that shoulder better.
2: Edge hits crossbody outside like an idiot, Mm-hmm. and then a top rope execution spear reversed with a drop kick. What'd you think about that one?
3: That's pretty dang tight. Kind of came out of nowhere.
2: Eddie goes for the frog splash, but hits the knees of Edge.
3: Oh gosh, yeah, owie. I always hate. I it always gets me whenever somebody's doing a dive or something and they just get kneed. It's always hard to watch. I just imagine their chest caving in. <laughs>
2: That's why they have memory foam knee pads, so that oh. when they land it to them, it just absorbs the impact.
3: Of course, that's how it works. I told you it was Spiker.
2: <laughs> that's my patent, all right? You heard it here first. Memory foam knee pads. Make it happen. <laughs> um, so, Education by Edge met with a near fall, and Cole says no one's ever kicked out of that move before. I don't know if that's true, but that's what he said. Eddie headbutts Edge multiple times, and then a frog splash on the shoulder, but Edge kicks out. Strange. Edge hits
3: his... I was going to say, Edge is just being resilient. He's just trying to show he's a strong man. He is.
2: And Edge hits his spear with the bad shoulder for the win. Mm -hmm. And I have here, this match really reminded me of why I didn't like Edge at the time. (laughs) Really? I couldn't stand Edge.
3: I mean, personally, like, is he was he on Raw or SmackDown? He was on Raw, wasn't he? Or is it SmackDown? No, SmackDown. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, honestly. I, 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 I don't know what my deal is. I got, I'm sorry. I'm trying to focus my thought here. I just don't remember him too much. I mean, I remember him, of course, but I, I didn't really start to notice him until kind of later on in the in the 2000s whenever he was on Raw whenever he got whenever he got his really cool black jacket with all the straps on it became the super superstar cool guy
2: on this day Uh, yeah Um, i need to i need to play you a clip really quick it's like 30 seconds but it's (laughs) so important to what we're talking about right now you're gonna you're gonna love this i swear this is from edge and christian's podcast Is my you think you know me
4: All this day I
0: see clearly Everything has <laughs> <is> come <laughs> to life
1: uh, Sorry, I don't know the rest of the words But I do love that song, Edge Well, after <laughs> listening to last week's Podcast of Awesomeness I only have one question for you, Edge what in the hell is Mock Mania? It just sounds like an excuse for you and Shane to rub up on each other. Because I got a better idea. How about you and I get together and do Stutter Mania next year in New Orleans? Because I'll be happy to drop you on that stack of dimes you call a nap. But for now, I'm going to go to my kitchen, drink a couple Steve Wisers, and wait by my phone until I get an email saying I made it into the next round. So I'll see you guys next week. Same podcast time. Same podcast
4: <laughs> who, who, is so who is, good.
2: who's doing that i don't know who he is uh his his information is somewhere maybe it's on this description that was a really good impression uh, that was hilarious it's like spot on but <laughs> it like is. he just gets me he's like dot, dot, dot. <laughs> it cracks me up so much
3: that's that's about the closest austin impression i heard i just that. that was great
2: I've been told by a couple of people that your Stone Cold impression is very close. I don't know. I don't know about all that.
3: Here, I'll try it again. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. See, I can't do it.
2: <laughs> I'm Stunning Steve.
3: Hi there. I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. May I have a one can of alcohol? Is that what he says? Wait a second. Wait a second.
2: You're hmm? not Stone Cold. You're you're <gasps> Lexus Arquette. I knew it was you. <laughs> Hi. Mind <gasps> giving me a hand? <laughs> The only reason I know any of those references is because of Jack Heliquin. Mm-hmm. Backstage with the Un-Americans. Oh, wait, I'm not finished. Um, what I was about to say, I'm yeah. not finished. Yeah, so the reason I didn't like Edge was because this was his match over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. He'd get you know a couple moves in the beginning and then get worked over the entire time. And even then, like as a kid, I'm like, how am I supposed to believe that you're actually good? Because i only ever see you on your back. I don't know. Like I said, uh, around this time, I didn't see
3: too much of edge, so I can't really comment. Uh, I'm just going off of what I know him like later on in his career, when I, when I, and I, you know, I thought he was really good in his later career. But uh, in this match, you know, I feel like a lot of people were into him. I don't know if that was necessarily because he was absolutely like amazing. You know, I'll say just going off my feeling, gut feeling. This is not him at his absolute best, but just his look and his character. <laughs> He just oozes like late nineties, early two thousands, and that's probably yeah. the exact reason why he is such a big deal.
2: Uh one funny thing about Edge's appearance though is uh periodically in matches. You will see what he calls uh one of his biggest regrets. Mm-hmm. And uh periodically in matches, uh his thong will appear <laughs> and he was like Oh, it was so comfortable, but when I go back and watch matches I did, I just cringe so hard and hate that I did that.
3: I've never seen Edge's thong. Now I'm going to be looking out when I see him next.
2: Won't be too hard. It comes out all the time, and that's another reason why I hated him.
3: Can you you say, in all honesty, that uh, you think Edge got screwed out of the Golden Thong Awards?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think they need to do a recount. Edge
3: should have gotten there. He's got a nice hiney.
2: That's why he was back there with that that video camera. He was, you know, trying to scope out the, the competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Moving on from this. You're done Got what you say? Because I wanted to point out something because it was weird.
2: All I was going to say was I liked the match but hated the story it tried to tell.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's something I wanted to bring up. I'm sorry. I'm trying to move us on. I'm not even done. Um, oh, just for everybody to know, I fake my accent, my country accent. I do it to be funny. I don't really sound like that.
2: <laughs> That's not true.
3: Because I realize I do it a lot. The people are going to be like, oh, here's here, here, one of them Tennessee boys. No, it's like I hear that accent every single day, and so I like to make fun of it because I'm a little jerk. But, but,
2: you're, but you're from Tennessee,
3: right? Yeah, I'm from Tennessee. Born, born and raised right here in Tennessee. You got, got no accent. I ain't got no except because I grew up watching television. <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> that's it. That's why. I specifically remember it sounds weird, but I specifically remember being very, very young and watching Seinfeld and being like, huh. That's what normal people sound like. I'll sound like that.
2: <laughs> you know, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, I was gonna say, uh, the crowd, for at least until the last few minutes, felt kinda eh. You know? They did not seem quite as into it. But that kind of made me think, well, what was the whole setup for this? Like, what was the setup for this match? Like, there was no title. They didn't really talk about too much of stakes or anything. Like, Eddie Guerrero came out and pointed out his thong or anything. Like, what was the... What was...
2: (laughs) Why did this match exist?
3: (laughs) Levi, fill me in on that real quick before we move on.
2: Well, they were feuding. They were just... uh, On SmackDown. Just
3: general feud. Like, I'm better than you. No, you're not.
2: You know... um... It was Ray and Kurt. Yeah. Uh Kurt was with uh, Benoit and Eddie. They mm-hmm. were they were kind of a little stable unofficially. Yeah. I mean later on soon, uh Kurt and Chris Benoit, they uh form a tag team. Uh but like, you know, Eddie's feuding with Edge and Ray with Kurt and Chavo, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. They're just the six of those guys are, are feuding, essentially. Okay. Uh, they're all just kind
3: all connected through other people, and they're all just pissed at each other just because it's wrestling. I
2: get it. Um, I think the more intricate details are, like, Eddie is jealous of Edge. Uh. E- e- Eddie's just... But that's generally his character, though. He's always on... The reason him and The Rock had you, that match because... Say he's always on Edge. Oh. He, well, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but Eddie... Um when he had his match with The Rock, Eddie cut a promo on The Rock and he's like My my little girls, they have <laughs> sorry <laughs> They have posters None of me, Holmes It's only the Scorpion King and like that <laughs> That's what caused King. that match.
4: <laughs>
2: and so Eddie's just generally jealous. Oh, he's, okay. He's just he's trying to prove that he's the best. And so Edge being like a top rising star. That makes that make okay, sense.
3: Okay. Well, that clears it up a bit. So, before we move on, Levi, uh kind of what, what's your what's your feel? Thumbs up,
2: thumbs down? I'm giving it a thumbs in between. I I'm give, like I'm giving it, it, it I'm giving it me.
3: just a I'm giving it a fist. Neither thumbs up or thumbs down. It's just right in the middle.
2: It's a it's a smackdown match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was
3: fine. I mean, they did some good stuff. Uh, I really liked the uh the whole uh, you know, how they sold submissions, I thought that was kind of nice, but yeah, it was kind of me. Movie on they cut. The, so before they get to the un-Americans, um, they play that weird little little vignette. I'm I'm guessing just by context, just making fun of the uh, MLB strike that was going on at the time. Was that it?
2: Uh, I guess I I'm not even aware of the strike. I just know that they referenced it.
3: As a thing, at first I thought they were talking about the NFL or something, and I was like, oh, is this Vince taking shots at them? Because XFL, and I'm like, no, XFL was 2001. They're dead by now. And it was like, WWE, we don't take off seasons. We never complain about unfairness. We never complain about this. We're cooler than you, you know? And it was obviously <laughs> yeah. directed at somebody. It was like really ham fisted. And then later on, uh, like, I remember Michael Cole and... I think it was Michael Cole and Taz. They were just offhandedly be like,
1: Oh, yeah, the MLB strike! <laughs> and
3: I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this is them trying to... This is the pre-hashtag bad guy versus good guy. Kind of them trying to get some relevancy for everybody who doesn't care. Right. But it was really weird. I'm surprised you didn't notice that.
2: No, I, I, I noticed it. I just didn't think it was worthy didn't of noting. Think, like, I don't guess. I just... I just thought it was really weird. It just stuck out to me. You can cut this part, but whatever. No, no, that's fine. Um but yeah, backstage with them, Christian says that they can't wait to expose uh Booker T and Gold Dust. Only problem is they have to do it with, Wait
3: hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't even say who is doing the talking, you gotta introduce them. I said Christian. <laughs> oh. Okay, I thought well, you said Christian, but you gotta be specific. It's the Americans. I said the un-Americans. You did not say the un. You said the un-Americans once fifty years ago, Levi. <laughs> We're really cutting back that far after our whole conversation. No.
2: Okay, if I am wrong, when I go back and edit this, uh, I'll give you a can of Coke.
3: There you go.
2: So anyway, <laughs> let's just try it again. Backstage. Try again. <laughs> we cut backstage with the un-Americans. Christian says that they can't wait to expose Booker Teen Goldust. Only problem is they have to do it in Long Island.
3: Boo! Boo! Hey, that's America! Hey!
2: (laughs) Lance Storm says they're lazy and spoiled, and Christian says that they don't appreciate world-class athletes like them. They always want more, and they'll they'll give them more of the un-Americans as world tag champs. So up next we have Booker T and Gold Dust Versus uh, oh, Lance Storm oh, oh, and Christian Hey, 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 you're going
3: too fast I was just want to say
2: Go, so I'm sorry <laughs> I
3: don't buy the Un-Americans I think they're incredibly lame I really? do not like
2: them They're so lame I, I mean, I guess they're just a product of the time Post 9-11, we hate that's, America That's, that's exactly
3: what it is I, It's like, it feels so forced It's like Okay, America, hell yeah Is this before that, uh, what was his name? Not terrorist man? Muhammad Hassan Muhammad Muhammad Hassan, yeah Is this before or after Muhammad Hassan?
2: It's way before
3: Way before, it's like, they're like, okay, how about we get a terrorist character? Ooh, Vince, Mm. ooh, it's not quite a year yet That would be really insensitive, I guess, whatever I don't care, well, how about we get some people not from America? Where? France? No, we don't have French wrestlers we got a lot of those Canadians.
1: <laughs> those damn Canadians.
2: <laughs> it's like, I just don't buy it. I like to imagine Vince
3: is just always that way. It's like, they're not American. They they probably just hate us. Throw them in there. <laughs> but,
2: I, I, guess, yeah. I guess I'm just carrying my nostalgia over. And the, I just remember... <laughs> I'll never forget the 4th of July, 2002. And watching them on SmackDown. Just being complete heels. Like... I guess that's just how I'm perceiving this. I guess so. I mean, the the thing that didn't help was you
3: say, like, that's why I asked you, were they booed on SmackDown and Raw? Because at this pay-per-view, people did not care, I will say. Yeah, I guess they didn't, did they? I did not hear nigh a single boo for them. I mean, I'm sure there were, but it was not, like, it was nowhere near, like, the nuclear boos you get with Roman Reigns or something. Oh, no. No. It was, like, nothing. Indifference. It felt like indifference. It really took the wind out of their sails. I did not take them seriously. Especially, another thing I'll add is what made me go like, mm, was that, you know, Edge and Christian were a big thing together. And then here we got Christian coming after Edge, a fellow Canadian. Just won a big old match. It just feels like it makes them that less credible. I mean, that's just me. It's like, Oh, boo, America sucks. We are Canada. I mean, I guess you could argue. Well, they're not saying Canada's better; that just America sucks. But I don't know. That's just the way I see it.
2: I mean, you know, they're pretty hypocritical with their, you know. I I think what was it? Bill and Jericho were in a tag team match with Muhammad Hassan and and D'Avaria, mm-hmm. I, I think it was. And yeah. like USA, and no one is from USA in that match.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
3: anyway uh, I just I just hate how that still it still goes on till today
2: it's so cringy it
3: it, it, it shouldn't work that way
2: make them love America
3: yeah I'll never I'll never forget remember that episode of um I think it was Raw of course it was Raw I know we watched Smackdown uh where Rusev was in doing his whole like I'm from (laughs) Russia thing yeah Yeah. Uh, knowing full well he's from Bulgaria and that he has a Bulgaria tattoo um, and he came out and sang like the Russian anthem and they cut to that guy holding his hands over his son's ears. Do you remember seeing that? Yes. That was so stupid. Anyways, 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 let's get to it. Booker T and Gold Dust.
2: Booker and Goldie versus Lancey and C- C- Christie. <laughs> oh, Lance and Christie. So yeah, uh, the Un-Americans defected to Raw, uh, prior to this. And, um, mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect fit. Uh, oh, yeah. Lance Storm was cutting a promo one week, and uh, Jim Ross is just flipping out over the upside-down American flag.
3: I know. There's one thing I could say, is that Jim Ross was selling
2: the crap out of them. Like, every chance he'd get, like, I don't like them. <laughs> I think it stemmed. I mean, yeah, that's why it's perfect. You have two Southern boys, and Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. It's like, oh, I like the American flag. You know? <laughs> and so uh yeah on that on that raw it was so perfect i i found myself laughing out loud because lance storm uh in his promo was running down celebrities starting with elvis and jerry's like oh hey wait a minute and you know jerry's like the heel guy so now jerry doesn't like you <laughs> which then gives went, them more and, heat
3: and, and he went and your terrible american food like i don't know just off the top of my head Oklahoma barbecue. Now come on.
2: Well, that's close because after that's Elvis. Close? did he? Oh, man, did he do it? What did he say? What would he say? <laughs> after he runs down Elvis, he then runs down John Wayne. <laughs> and Jim Aww. Ross is like, all right, come on. <laughs> and J- <laughs> and John Wayne is like Jim Ross's hero. So it's like worse than barbecue <laughs> no, sauce. I would never have guessed. <laughs> I, I tweeted Lance Storm. I shared this to you last week. And I was like, I wonder why yeah, that I is. That. And Lance Storm said, uh, it was likely Vince, uh, taking shots at them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't see no low hanging fruit.
2: And here's, here's just a little, a little, um, uh, extra piece for you. Shawn you Michaels see. actually came down during that segment and was like, uh, he run it, he ran him down and I guess the correlation to Canada, uh, he's just like, you can be like your hero Bret Hart and take off for whatever. It's like for no reason taking a shot at Bret Hart. That's just how they were,
3: man. Like,
2: WWE was
3: like unashamedly like, I hate Bret Hart. What are you going to do about it? Mm. When I watched that Shawn Michaels documentary, it's like, they were like, yes, you yeah, know, the Montreal screw job, it happened. But pff, Bret Hart, am I right? And it just felt so <laughs> awkward to watch. <laughs>
2: yeah
3: like uh, listen we screwed brett we
2: admit that but brett hart also screwed himself too and he's the devil i don't like brett hart i think he's one of the most overrated performers of all time
3: i will say, yeah I, I agree however An- another patented ridiculous <laughs> <aggression> hot take <laughs> I, I feel that he's i feel that he's not only is he overrated but i feel like he is almost heal levels of, I not, not want to say full of himself, but, like, sure of his ability. You know? Like, even when he's, like, being full face, like, I don't, he hasn't gone, like, full heel. I think he's done, like, kind of, like, anti heel, like, you guys are jerks, and I'm good, and people boo him for that, but... Even when he wasn't, it's still like, I'm the best there was, the best there is, best there will be. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you like grabbing legs and giving kids sunglasses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so does Danny King. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. He just Anyways, takes himself uh, too seriously. But, yeah, moving on to the match. So, un-Americans are billed from Canada. Just Canada. Mm-hmm. I found that to be vague.
3: A gross un-American country, Canada.
2: Yeah, the upside down American flag is the universal symbol of distress. Didn't know if you knew, knew that so. or not. <laughs>
4: oh.
2: Goldust and Christian start, and Goldust does his little butt bump move. Mm-hmm. I, I love.
3: I, I gotta say, like the highlight of this entire match was just the chemistry between Goldust and Booker T. Like, just, uh, I love him. I love him so
2: dang much. And that's what they've been building to, you know, when the Raws leading up to. It, is just like mm-hmm. how close they are.
3: They work so well together, like, and I know most of this match was just like Gold Dust getting his ass handed to him, but like, you could just see the anguish in Booker T. Like,
2: oh, come on, you know, that's my friend. He's Gold,
1: my friend,
2: my we, friend. We want the Gold Sucker. <laughs> uh, gold Dust uh, takes a nasty bump to the outside, and Christian attacks him there. Mm-hmm. Christian taunts Booker while uh, they work over Gold Dust. And then he reverses into a roll-up and tries a hot tag, but is denied by the Christian. The crowd rallied for Goldust to tag in, and Lance has the ref distracted when Goldust tags Booker T. And Nick Patrick is all like, that- Yeah? I was going to say, that got me too.
3: Like, I was like, oh yeah, time for Booker. And he came in, and then all of a sudden the ref like, no, 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 you're not legal. And I was like, oh, go, come on. <laughs> Crystal was too. Crystal was actually into this match when she kind of stopped playing her, her DS and started watching it. Do she Chris... loves Goldust, surprisingly.
2: Man, I mean, how can you not like Goldust? Now you like need to show gold. her it's the. Funny. You need to show her the street fight he had with uh, Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. And they they do the uh, O.J. Simpson angle. <laughs> 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 Goldust catapults Christian into Lance Storm. I liked that. <laughs> yeah. Goldust tried to get the crowd into it, but no one claps. It was really weird. Like they just did, and they didn't do it when he tried. It was weird. Uh, Goldust is coming out of his suit. It's busted at his armpits. I didn't notice that. He's a little too Th- big for it. I thought you were gonna say his gut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Zap Brannigan and Future I'm Just
4: <laughs> come on, Girdle, hold.
2: Concerto attempt failed, and Goldust responds with a double clothesline. <laughs> USA. That no, was great whenever they clacked those chairs. Like it was like, oh yeah,
1: yeah, he's getting it now.
2: <laughs> and then we get our hot tag to Booker. Finally, finally, he's, Booker. He's just whooping down on Christian. I gotta say, like
3: the number one thing I currently love about doing this podcast is it reminds me exactly why I loved Booker T when I was younger. <laughs> he's just so damn fun. Like in the little things, he's just so animated. Like when he punches, he's just like, uh! <laughs> it's like, I, I don't want to say robotic, but his movements are just so like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it.
2: Yeah. He, he's so you know, the, into it. The interesting thing about Booker T is I, you know, I had my action figures back in the day mm-hmm. and for the most part, they came with their hands closed, like, mm-hmm. you know, like a fist. Yeah. But Booker was the only one I had with open hands.
3: So you can make him do the rooney. He can look at his hands and count to five. <laughs> Booker needs those hands, darn it. He's got to count. How many times
2: nice. the champion would you know he would be? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, scissors kick into an unprettier, into a faceplant. Lots of yeah. reversal there. And then we get our rooney. <laughs> I know.
3: I love the spinner. I used to be able to do it. I don't know if I can now. I bet really? Really? Yeah, I could. People, Dang, I, remember being in, I remember being in middle school. Uh, it was when I moved to uh, my new school with uh, you know, the John School. Um, I remember people would actually be like, oh, because I could do two things. I could do the Spinner and I could, I could do the, the MC Hammer Dance where you shuffles from side to side.
2: <laughs> You're a product of your time. There you go. So to close this match, Lance Storm tries to use the belt to win test interferes with the big boot to booker and uh the un-americans win as a result oh, no, you do, You missed it you missed the cool booker spot what what happened
3: he gets both uh christian and lance he gets them both in the gut they're both leaning down he gets a double scissors kick on him oh yeah that so awesome how oh. did i miss that how i you i was like i think booker t just how big and how tall he is like i just I forget like how much distance, like how high in the air you could get that leg for a scissor kick. It was the and best.
2: He, and he can cover so
3: much too. He can. He is ugh. Why? Why Triple H? Why did you have
2: to keep the gold off him? <laughs> oh man. Um I just remember like why I hated them as a kid. But what I can't believe Is, is it's not butter? butter? Yeah, also. <laughs> I'm funny. Anyways. I can't believe that this there's you know their shirt that they were wearing yeah it was an official WWE shirt that was real who would buy that that's what I'm saying there's no way anyone bought that shirt but it was
3: official merch how how much money you want to bet at that crappy short-lived WWE uh restaurant thing they had in New York they did not sell that shirt
2: I don't know man they're in New York, melting pot of the country. Like, yeah, but also
3: where 9-11 happened less than a year ago.
2: <laughs> it's a good way to go to jail. What are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're suspicious. <laughs> you're suspicious. You must be one of them
3: terrorists.
2: But yeah, thumbs up, down, and in between. Where's the sound?
3: Eh. Uh, uh, eh. I have to say thumbs down. No, I'm just kidding. It was, that was a big thumbs up. This match was fun. Like, to me, ugh. Oh. It's like fun factor wise, this was definitely the match of the night. I mean, like, I mean, pure, like, almost comical fun, not like, whoa, this match, anything could happen fun, you know?
2: Dude, I got to get you a Booker T shirt.
3: I know. I love Booker T. Like, I'm a Booker T mark. (laughs) Man. Except for when he became King Booker. Screw that, Booker T. That's when I died.
2: That's when I died inside.
3: Booker. King uh, Booker Stop doing that, Booker T. <laughs> Get your wife out of the show. She's terrible.
2: If your top guy is King version of Booker T and the co people are William Regal and Finley, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Officially. <laughs> but we cut to the world where Nydia is going to make out with someone. Yeah, Ooh, Phil. Yeah. Two obvious plants. <laughs> Jerry tells JR to confess how many times he entered the contest. And he says, A uh, uh, couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jamie Noble calls the guy's New York strip steak, and uh, as a meat cutter, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, she makes out with some guy. The Hot take: What's your favorite steak cut? Uh, New York is up there, uh, but, up there? Ri- but ribeye. Ribeye, ribeye's a classic. It's because it's the Cadillac best, of, best beef. of
3: all worlds. I'm a subscriber. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, movie gone on the yeah Nidia. This whole weird. Strip steak guys, uh, Jamie Noble basically just goes like, Oh, get him, girl! I'm sick him! And she just jumps on him and it's like,
4: <laughs>
3: like, they're not even, it doesn't even seem like making out so much as just furiously mashing faces, and it's very off
2: putting. She's eating his face.
3: Yeah, it is really gross. And, like, I was trying to explain to Crystal the story of seeing Jamie Noble (laughs) in a gas station, because that was more entertaining. (laughs) But she was distracted by how weirdly gross and uncomfortable the segment was.
2: Quickly tell our audience about the time we met Jamie Noble.
3: Okay, so we went to Monday Night Raw a few years back. I don't remember the exact date, but it was whenever Leonard Nimoy died, because I remember seeing that after. I remember seeing that afterwards. So Google when Leonard Nimoy died. You'll know when we were at Raw if you want to know for some reason. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, we stop at a gas station afterwards, and uh, me and Levi go in, uh, get a drink, just kind of look around, and uh, one we see a guy who obviously is like a WWE like. I don't know, like an official or just like a dude. You know, one of the guys, black shirts, works for him, just walking around. And we're like, hey, that guy looks kind of official. And then as we're kind of heading more towards the door, we see a dude in a hood with a phone kind of slinking around. He looks mildly suspicious, so it's probably why he stood out, you know, despite the fact that he was trying to blend in. Looked a little closer, and I realized, that's that's Jamie Noble. So I turned to Levi. I'm like, Levi, look, I think that's Jamie Noble. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. So as we're leaving, uh, Levi just kind of turns, catches eyes and goes, hey, Jamie. He waves back, and then he, and then he runs off into the night, never to be seen again.
2: I will never forget the look on his face as uh, he is recognized. And he's it's like, like
3: a deer in the headlights look.
2: He's
3: like, no, please, I just want to get a soda pop. Like It was obvious that what he was doing was pointing out what he wanted to the, the official man that we had seen in the shirt so he could buy it and bring it to his, like, Wherever he was driving or whatever, but it was just really weird just to just to catch him, catch him at a gas station. And
2: Joey Mercury was there somewhere too.
3: He was in the bathroom. I heard him. <laughs>
2: he took He's a take dump. it off. Take it <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> off. So, so. This is the quality humor you get from Ruthless Aggression podcast. <laughs> anyway, a- a- after this chris I'm benoit good, good. versus oh, no. oh you, you missed you missed the, the riveting segment between uh stephanie
2: mcmahon and uh what's his face backstage <laughs> literally all i have is cut to Steph and bischoff's boring banter <laughs> it's all i have
3: <laughs> and so it, it, it was boring uh the only thing that was about it that was uh anything interesting was the really terrible forced sexual innuendo where he was like, "Uh, my uh, division's doing pretty good, you and your women. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, women in the WWE always uh, are on top, or something like that, to which I was like, gross, sex pun. And then also like, lol, XD, no, they're not, not for many years.
2: Uh, yeah, Uh, yeah, yes.
3: (laughs) So for a literal pun, it was terrible. And then if you're being, or not a literal pun, for a pun, it was terrible. But if you take it literally, it's like, no, Stephanie. Women don't matter here until many years later. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, moving on. Old Benoit and Jean-Claude Van Damme, but with an R.
2: It's Chris Benoit versus Rob Van Dam. I immediately noticed
3: Chris Benoit's blurry belt on the WWE Network since we watched it. I guess they What just didn't, might they, that mean? I guess they just didn't get the F
2: out. Which I find strange, but maybe we'll have an explanation down the road.
3: I'm sure it's just like, hey, your old content, you can legally show the Fs from this date back, and then everything after this date forward, they can't. So, whenever they're officially the E, I guess, the F, they can't show it. It's scary.
2: Maybe. But, anyway, that's a theory. Um, We start the match with kicks from RVD, and JR calls them scintillating kicks. Found that very strange. (laughs) Uh, Benoit reverses the dragon leg sweep uh, and springboard crossbody by RVD. German suplex by Benoit, and he begins to work over RVD as a result. JR wishes Benoit hadn't gone to SmackDown. I was just like, aw, that's that's sweet. <laughs> Backbreaker by Benoit, and I noticed a cat in the hat uh, hat in the audience.
3: He's probably holding a Cartman sign, too. He should have paid more attention. <laughs>
2: Inside cradle by RVD near fall, monkey flip by Van Dam immediately met with a clothesline by Benoit. It's very stiff. Split-legged moonsault. Oh, that's, that's,
3: bl- that's Benoit for you.
2: It's just too strong. It's, you're scary. You're scary, Benoit. Yep. Benoit. I'll see. I'll say he's scary. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> RVD almost immediately misses the five-star frog splash. Uh, he's then met with a Crippler crossface. And RVD's just getting worked over for the most part of this match. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just the way Benoit and Guerrero told their stories in their matches or if that was like the norm in the WWE for the most part. I'd like to say think it's more of the former. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, I think it's just kind of like with RVD,
3: it's always more fun to watch him just like... You never know when he's going to just slip back in and get the lead, you know, old flippy boy.
2: We get a quick cut to Stephanie and Bischoff. It's very unnecessary. And it was very
3: forced reaction. Like, they're like, oh, we're on now. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, go get him, Benoit, or whatever she said. It felt very, very robotic and forced. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Uh,
2: <laughs> Benoit pushes RVD from the top rope on the outside onto the barricade uh, and then he rams RVD into the still post. RVD does like an awesome naked chokehold reversal but Benoit nixes that. He just is like on top of things. Mm-hmm. Northern Light suplex into another Northern Light suplex into another one and JR accurately describes him as a uh, pit bulldog. We get a cross face and then RVD catches a break and reverses into a cross face of his own.
4: Ooh, intensity.
2: Stood... Benoit just owning this match though because like he's met with like a drop kick soon after. RVD with my only recollection of him with his hair down, and I liked it better. It just it's just different, you know. Maybe S- sometimes yeah. you gotta let your hair
3: down, girl.
2: Um, yes. <laughs> it's hits a rolling thunder on Benoit with the spinning heel kick to follow. And then a monkey flip reversed, and RVD is split on the crotch by Benoit on the top rope. Oh, jeez. <laughs> little, little little ouchy spot. Super back body drop reversed into cross body by Van Dam. All these moves, man. just like It's very move-filled, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of rest holes in this one. No, no, no. RVD goes for the five-star frog splash. Hits it. And we have a new Intercontinental Champion. Yay.
3: Yay. Yay, RIVD. What did did you think overall, Levi?
2: It's a very good match. Um, I was reminded of why Benoit bored me as a kid, though, because, you know, while this was a good match and I could appreciate why it was a good match here, objectively, it's kind of boring.
3: Yeah, I was, I'm going to say, to me, this was the as-a-child... I, I guess I could say I was watching this through child eyes, because uh, at this point, while watching the pay-per-view, I got distracted by something. And so I was just catching this match kind of in and out, and it just kind of just, like, nothing really stood out to me. So <laughs> that's really it. The only things that really kind of were a, a thing to me in this match was uh, that Crystal commented about RVD that he was very flippy. She, <laughs> she said that several times. Like, he'd do top rope moves or just, you know, dives and rolls, and you'd be like, he's flippy. That's what she'd say. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not like I wasn't entirely just not paying attention to this. It's just that I, I just had points when I was kind of in and out, and just when I was in, it didn't grab me, and when I was out, I didn't really care to look back. So, it's just kind of okay.
2: Man, hot take from Crystal. He's
3: flippy. <laughs> He's flippy, man. RVD's not gonna like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, all that being said, like I do, I did appreciate the match what it was. For them to like go that long and not do that many rest holds,
3: I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say to be fair, if I go back and actually give it proper time to watch, I'm sure I'd be like, that was a very solid match. That was a very good show from both of them because they're both consistently like very, very solid performers. It's just that sometimes they lack like the big time wow factor unless they're in you know some specials going on kind of like a specialty match or something but i don't
2: i I don't get it though because this is back-to-back pay-per-view losses for benoit now where he was dominant most of the match
3: yeah (laughs) i guess you better ask vince levi
2: because now that leaves that the only titles on smackdown are the world title and the cruiserweight title Whereas Raw, well, they don't have a world title up to this point, I don't guess. They have all the other... Okay, I guess it evens out.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's always going to even out. At least in the end, anyways. Because they have the Undisputed title. Like, what are the main titles? Isn't Undisputed supposed to be a combination of all the titles?
2: They go back to Raw and SmackDown. They have one world champion, and that's how it works.
3: Oh, so it just always flops back and forth?
2: That's weird. Anyways, next. <laughs> well, what would you rate this match? Thumbs up, middle, or down?
3: Uh, I will. I will say, I'll give it a big. I'll get instead of a thumbs. I'll just give it a big shrug because because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be unfair to rate it considering I wasn't completely invested because of forces outside my control. But uh, like like I said, if I were to give this proper time, I'm sure I'd be like, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, for what it was, it was sound.
2: I am almost reluctantly going to give this uh thumbs in between because as a kid I hated this match and always skipped it when I had like cuz I had a VHS tape copy of this <laughs> uh, but as an adult it was a good match
3: yeah I hear you
2: so I got to that's where it even's out in the middle cuz yeah, it is kind of it's it's boring wrestling <laughs> yeah yeah so we cut back to Eric and Stephanie and she said and like she's mad and he is gloating And, yeah, that's pretty much it. The end. (laughs) So, up next, we have The Undertaker versus
3: Test. Yeah, they had this big hype package before. Just, I guess, kind of hyping how bad the Un-Americans are. It's like, they're really like, they're bad! Look at how bad they are! And then when Test actually came out, it was like, oh, it's Test. (laughs) Nobody reacted
2: in the way I'm sure they wanted them to. Look, Kyle, you don't understand when they said America sucks in unison, the whole world felt it.
1: Ugh. America sucks.
2: Ah, and everybody across the world is just screaming in pain. No,
3: it's not true.
2: My old my my favorite part of it though, of like the opening pack is is you know, they have that old stock footage of patriotism. Mm-hmm, and then, yeah. then then a uh, you know, a minor key Sith note hits and it's like BOM un Americans, they hate America. <laughs> It's like an old, old World
3: War Two newsreel.
2: Did you see? Uh, you know, when they say America sucks in the package, uh, right in the middle, there's a guy in the crowd, playing his day flipping double birds.
3: No, I did not notice that. That's funny.
2: He's very open.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, oh, one yeah, before we ahead. get
3: in the match, one thing I will say is the uh, the title card they had before. Where it just, you know, it does the whole like They wiggle around and then freeze frame And it shows, you know, Undertaker versus Test They both were looking in the exact same height Similar builds uh, And they were both doing the same pose Like they looked like they were related at that point <laughs> did, you, did you get that vibe too?
1: I did, I did like Undertaker versus his son that he never knew he
2: had The Overgiver
3: <laughs> No! <laughs> I'm the
1: Overgiver, Dad, and you
3: can't stop me <laughs> Live in despair.
1: Not...
2: <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt, darn it. <laughs> so, so what I want to talk to you about is Blue Apron. No. Oh. So the Undertaker on the, uh, on like the Raw, the Go Home show to SummerSlam. Yeah. Cut cuts. I kid you not, the worst promo I have ever heard from him. And I have it down word for word, and I'm just gonna cut a promo on you. And I wanna I wanna know what you think about it when is, it's all is, said and is done. Under-
3: Undertaker's promo? Yes. Oh Because, yeah. I mean, if there's one thing I remember from the American Badass, it's his amazing promos.
2: So so pretend you're test and I'm the Undertaker, okay? And mm-hmm. let me know what you, let me know what you think at the end of it.
3: Alright. <clears throat> what do you gotta say, Undertaker? I'm test.
2: Well, test is not out there at this point, but you'll well, see.
3: Well, <laughs> I'm watching this later on that night on WWE.com.
2: You're watching it from uh, the side of your I'm, eye. I'm watching it backstage uh,
3: while I stand looking at a, a big tube TV, conveniently next to a man filming me.
2: <laughs> okay, so here it goes. <clears throat> oh yeah, the first thing I want to say is I've never been one to make my political opinions public, and I may not be the poster child for all America for the all American boy, but I just might be, because just like my country, I don't take no sh- he says it and it's unbleeped. <clears throat> that's the very reason that I'm proud to be a man and I'm proud to be an American. Because only in America can a man like me be me. If I want to be a tattooed fire-breathing dragon, then that's all right by you. <laughs> I can do what- <laughs> I can I can do whatever <laughs> I want to say, whatever <laughs> I want. And all I got to do is back it up with these soup bones. (laughs) With these what? Soup bones. Okay. You see, these are the freedoms I enjoy here in America. But you see, I realize those freedoms come with a price. I realize there's a lot of good men and women who fought and died to give me them rights. And because of that, I have a deep and abiding respect for those individuals. And because of that, I respect... And because of that respect, I got a deep, deep problem with those individuals who come into our country and abuse those freedoms. I'm talking about people who aren't even citizens of USA. That's right. I'm talking about the un-Americans and especially test. You see, test I'm not fr- <laughs> I'm not afraid <laughs> to pledge allegiance. <laughs> It's okay, Levi.
3: Take a deep breath. You can, you can get through it.
2: <laughs> I'm not afraid to pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. This is where it gets good. <laughs> where?
3: Okay, that's what he says, not what you say? Yes, yes. Oh my that's, gosh. It's
2: quite a quote. This where it gets good. I'm also not afraid to pledge to each and every one of you that at SummerSlam, I will take tests and make an example out of him. Not only for all of you, but for everyone around the world. This is what happens when you screw with America. No, I'm not your all American boy, but I am the American bad A double snake. The end. <laughs> Gosh,
3: wow. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like the promo equivalent of just like getting on Facebook and you see your like weird uncle you never talked to just post something <laughs> like I might not be politically correct but Obama can shove it you know.
2: <laughs> this is the worst Undertaker promo I have ever heard. That was really lame. Oh my gosh. Like, is, I, I, like
3: to be fair i'm sure people were like eating it up back then cause, oh I mean, yeah, yeah i, I probably would have too
2: it's like yeah America. Ah! but <laughs> they were eating it up but i will say this that when he says this line which really got me let me look it up he says um if i want to be a tattooed fire breathing dragon then that's all right by you <laughs>
4: So
3: what? It's like if
2: I want to be a leprechaun who eats cheesecake
3: for dinner, then that's all right by you. Like, what are you talking because about?
2: The crowd are eating it up, but when he says that, they're like, uh, "Huh?" It's like he's trying to
3: sound cool, but it's not. It's like, man, and that's one of the things that just did not age well. It's just the American badass.
2: Oh my gosh. I I guess that's
3: it. I think we cracked the code. Just looking back, it was like, it was just cool. It was like that post 9-11 thing when everybody, everybody, every single person in the U.S. was high on like America vibes and everybody was like all together. And if anybody just waved a flag, you would just be like, yes, yes.
2: And he just, he just epitomized that, I guess. Yeah, because I don't remember a single thing he said i just remembered he beat up people and like exactly. that, was, that was and he rode a motorcycle that was, motorcycle and that was he rode cool mo- that's
3: all he needed man he used the epitome of freedom but now looking back he just looks like a, a dumpy dad who <laughs> tries to sound tough but he doesn't
2: oh my word yeah like i said worst what, worst, worst worst promo he ever did
3: yeah he, he's a lot better at just being spooky and not saying much
2: so yeah I mean, this match, as far as it goes... Oh, wait. I left out an important part, because yes, after this yes, promo, yes. Tess comes out to his music and like a jet motorcycle. So it's like the anti-motorcycle. And Tess, with the line of his career, in my opinion, after that promo, he comes out and says, You know, for a long time, I thought it was only America that sucks. Now I realize you do, too. Oh, my God. This <laughs> is so lame. <laughs> it's like somebody's like you're ugly no you oh i'm gonna be honest though like with the context of like this promo is awful and him coming out and saying that it's like man i just thought it was america but it's you after that (laughs) 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 that made me laugh that's probably not what he meant he probably meant it the more the way you did but yeah (laughs) the end (laughs) so in the match um yes I will note that Undertaker does a leapfrog and I was really impressed by that.
3: Yeah, that was actually pretty impressive.
2: I gotta say, like as far as positives
3: go, just chime in real quick. Um Undertaker at this point, still pretty agile. Not like crazy, but more than you think. And then Test, given his size. He's as big as the Undertaker. He was just jumping around and fast, man. He's really agile.
2: I like Test. But yeah. at the same time I don't like Test. It's I- I that's like him
3: because I felt like he has like a lot of potential, but I never felt like he really lived up to it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's I big... agree with that. the
3: biggest thing I think people take away from him is just that match with like, was it who was like Hardcore Holly
2: in WWE? Uh Wasn't that him? Wasn't that maybe. Test in Hardcore Holly? You're talking about where Hardcore Holly's back? Yeah, it got gets... split open. No, that's RVD. No, that wasn't RVD. Yeah, it was, was RVD. It? Hardcore oh. Holly was a heel, and then they turned him face after that Hold happened. on.
3: Hold on. Back split. Oh. Well, dang. Really? <laughs> Cut this part out. I sound foolish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't worry, s- bro. I got you. I
3: must be confused in two other matches, because I know they fought back then.
2: Oh, try- I'm... S- Sure I think
3: I think they I think test came back pretty new at that time, and they tried giving him a, a a decent little ECW push, and it was against Hardcore Holly. And I bet they were just pimping up the fact that he was in the emergency room for having to split open back. Yeah, because like I no. said,
2: they turned him face after it. That's so. probably it. Anyways, <laughs> stupid!
3: You don't even know wrestling. You're dumb.
2: Undertaker goes for the old school, and um. Tess shoves the referee into Taker, and Taker hits the ropes with his bearers. Oh. There's a sore spot with Tess sending uh, Undertaker into the steps, and Taker just flies over them.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know.
2: He was just like... Whoosh.
3: he just he was, uh, Tess was really
2: handling Undertaker.
3: Manhandling.
2: So one cool move that he does is like he whips them into the corner and follows them as they run into it, and meets them with a the clothesline as soon as they get there. And I don't know why more people don't do that. Like, that's a really cool move to do.
3: Yeah, it's just like, kind of like a big old exclamation point. It's nice. I think I think you just have to have the size for it. You know, you couldn't imagine somebody like, I don't know, Rey Mysterio doing it. <laughs> that's a bad example, but, you know, a smaller <laughs> a guy, could
2: imagine yeah. doing
4: it.
1: Oh a little bitty Rey Mysterio, I'm going to get you.
2: Crowd is taking a bathroom break on this one I have here noted just really yeah, boring.
3: it was. It was. We can just cut to the end. <laughs> was there anything really worth note? It kind of ended like your typical Undertaker match.
2: I mean, yeah, it, it's not that long. He goes for uh, a snake eyes and a failed big boot. Uh, Undertaker tries to choke slam him. Test fights out of it. Uh, but I mean, he does it again. Gets the boot, but then yeah. choke slams him. Test it was, kicks it out was kinda, though. It was
3: kind of like an awkward choke slam. I mean, Undertaker's way better chokeslam and tinier
2: guys as displayed in like a minute i mean i guess the biggest things here are then americans interfere but take taker like takes them out take her yeah, living up to them. his name
3: yeah <laughs> and uh i don't know who it was first either it was either uh lancer christian but whoever got the uh chokeslam first sold it super well they jumped like 10 feet in the air i love it <laughs>
2: yeah they they both did it really good honestly yeah they,
3: they both were solid I appreciate guys that sell it well because I I hate whenever somebody gives a choke slam and they just barely pop off the ground it just looks so stupid.
2: Test tries to use a chair but it backfires, and then we get a tombstone by Undertaker and he wins.
3: The end.
2: <laughs> and I love seeing the tombstone, but yeah he celebrates with the American flag and. He's like, I'm a fire breathing dragon, boy.
3: Yeah. He's like, okay, this match wasn't that great, but look, it's a flag, everybody. You like it? He
2: spits fire at everybody. (laughs) And then his wings spread out his back and he just flies out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need a motorcycle anymore.
1: (laughs) See, King, he kept his word. The fire breathing dragon kept his word. (laughs)
2: What, What if that's like what they tried to
3: do after that? Tried making like shirts. With that phrase on it and it's it showed Undertaker
4: like
2: all silhouetted with like giant wings on the back. RVD stole his gimmick because he's got that shirt with like the dragon and it's like a skeleton, you know. <laughs> yeah. Undertaker Undertaker's like, Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? You, <laughs> you stole my gimmick. What are you talking about, dude? It's okay though. It's okay. You know, it's it's whatever. <laughs> you stole
3: my gimmick. No I it'd be a shame if somebody were to mess up these drug tests for you. No no. No <laughs>
2: I got something in your car, you know. would Be a shame if you got pulled over. It <laughs> lost like the ECW f- title. <laughs> He's on
3: the phone. Police, there's a man with drugs in his car. He'll be right here at this time. Like being very obvious. RVD's just like whatever. Oh, but anyways, bro. yeah, go ahead. I uh, know I was going to say uh, real quick. I guess you're going to ask me what I give this match. I give it a uh, a very reasonable thumbs down. <laughs> Yeah. Not, like, not like hard I, thumbs down, just like, eh. It, was, it wasn't very good.
2: It wasn't it me. Was, eh. I feel like it halted the flow of the show.
3: It did, yeah. It felt awkward. I mean, when not, it comes to, yeah. when it comes to big dudes clashing, it's either like something, like a spectacle, like, whoa, you know, this is something. Like, oh. Or it's just kind of like awkward, and this was just kind of like that. I mean, I could say they tried, but it just, eh.
2: It's not necessarily a bad match. It's just. No. For, for, you know, the theme of the card, as we were talking about earlier, it doesn't fit well. Mm-mm. No. And it's not that great of a match, honestly. So, um, yeah. Reasonable thumbs down for me, too.
3: Yep. But uh, I think there's going to say. Well, yeah. As we were watching it, I didn't see uh, Undertaker's, you know, little title card as he was coming out because I was taking a note and Crystal pointed out, like, oh, Undertaker.com. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah. His little, his, little, his little name thing under it. It said Undertaker.com. And so I was like, that's a thing? So I go on the internet and I type Undertaker.com and um, it just takes me to WWE's website. So I was like, oh, that existed. That was a thing at some point. And so- no, I
2: did the same thing too. <laughs> so
3: I, no, I went to the Wayback Machine, which is the internet archive. I went to uh, Undertaker.com from about this time. And yeah, it took me to the archive of Undertaker.com. It was this weird little- Undertaker specific site that just had Undertaker news specifically for the Undertaker
2: oh so that worked you were able yeah, to like well, see I'll,
3: it I'll send you a link and you can put a link elsewhere for anybody listening who's interested um it uh it's like it starts when you go it has like a little page that uh it says you need flash I was on my phone so maybe there's a flash thing and uh it just has like un- it's like American Badass or Dead Man Ink. I can't remember and uh like it's like a little motorcycle club logo, and then you click it, and it's just this thing with this big old picture undertaker to the left looking all cool. And it says Undertaker, and then it has in the middle just news, just like Undertaker uh, beat up a goat on Monday Night Raw. And then to the left, it's like, Go get the dead man's newest shirt. And then it was uh, a bunch of wallpapers you could download, and they're still up there. And <laughs> that's the one I sent you, it was real. Oh, heck yeah. So yeah, get yourself a free Undertaker wallpaper. Just check the description or whatever of this podcast. I'm sure we can put the link there, right?
2: Yes, and I'll tweet it out.
3: There you go, undertaker.com.
2: But anyways, the end. Moving on. (laughs) It's time to get in the meat potatoes here, folks. This is where it gets real good. This is the goods.
3: Prime cuts. John Michaels and Triple H are our best of friends, are
1: closer than a lot of brothers. Triple H, my friend, is out of line. and Triple H, they're,
0: they're closer than a lot of brothers. Tonight, the game brings you his best friend, Shawn Michael! Shawn Michaels
1: and Triple H are our best of friends. That friendship is really what swayed Triple H. That's what brought him here to Raw. Let's get ready to soccer!
0: What the hell? No! Triple A to the pedigree of Shawn Michaels! Shawn Michaels and I were never best friends. I used Shawn Michaels to get to the top, just like Shawn Michaels used me to stay at the top. Now I am the showstopper! Now I am the icon! What the hell do you want? Stage manager
1: Nick Dawes telling, telling the game something. Where's he going?
0: What
1: the hell happened? What the hell happened? Oh wow! Somebody get help! Somebody go and get some help! help. Somebody obviously ran his head right through the side of
0: that car window. The only thing I know for sure is that the guy jumped me from behind. John, I swear to you, and I swear in front of all these people, I'm gonna find out who did this to you. And when I find out who did this, that person is a marked man. It was you, Hunter. you damn right it was me, Sean. I was trying to prove a point, that you are weak, you are vulnerable. I recognize that I'm not in the best of shape
1: right now. The doctors have told me
0: that I'll make a full recovery. They say
1: I'll be 100%, 100% by, say, uh, SummerSlam. going to sanction your match at
0: SummerSlam. Officially, your match will never happen, but it will happen, Eric.
1: I will fight till there's nothing left. Till my legs are gone, you won't forget me.
0: Cause I will fight till my final breath. Just to see
1: you fall, I'll make you fear me time. He an amazing, amazing athlete. One of the best I personally ever saw. But after a four-year absence, what does Shawn Michaels have left in his tank? Face facts! You can't wrestle anymore!
0: You're done! You're it's over! I route. will cripple your ass! H-B-K is dead! Is dead! Shawn Michaels and the game! yet. I will fight till there's
1: nothing left my legs are gone. You won't forget me. Forget me. Forget, me. forget me. forget me.
2: The Heartbreak Kid. Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. And they have probably my favorite ever pre-match package. It's mm-hmm. so real. Like, especially when Triple H is like, Face fact, Shawn, you can't wrestle anymore. He used that dirty word. Wrestle. that hurts and plus you know jim johnson's magical song fight just fits so well
3: I, I i'm sorry i had to ask that was like that was in the original package right yes okay because i mean not to knock old jimmy J, but that i felt that song was a little lame
2: no don't say that it so was good. just a little
3: okay i think it was mainly the guy who was singing it it just felt kind of like a knockoff of a big band that you've actually heard. I don't remember who (laughs) I was thinking, but it was just kind of, eh. It didn't kill it. It was still a very good package. I thought it was really nice, but... Right. Anyways.
2: I I get your reservations, but I thought I would hate it as I got older, but no, I only like it more. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, I hated it more then, and I liked it then. Because I think mainly... I I liked real songs, you know, like I don't know, yeah, like their new metal bands that they had all the time. Mm-hmm. Ten years, whatever.
3: It was cheesy, the new metal bands to an extent, and even as a kid, I didn't quite like all of them. But it gave it more of a hard vibe, I'll say, and I miss it. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot. It's a lot better than going down for a rip. Uh,
2: yeah, this so is what the kids like, don't they? Come on. <laughs> but then...
3: <laughs> you take a break my ego. <laughs>
2: So, lots of pyrotechnics and confetti for Mister Mister HBK. No, I I I loved it. It looked
3: like uh, I think some of the confetti cannons shot off before they're supposed to.
2: Either that, Is or it, he didn't know when they were shooting off.
3: No, because it was still sizzling, like doing the sparklers behind him. And I already noticed there was can like confetti. And then as he walked, it was like shooting the cannons that go by him. And I noticed like a row just didn't do anything. It was like bang, bang, bang bang and i'm like oh they they went off a little early that sucks interesting But whatever Yeah. it was still a, i noticed these little things that's why you got me but uh, <laughs> but it's still it was it was a cool opening man seeing sean back this is this, this is his first like big match like since his uh big return right yes in four years yeah and it felt this like this genuinely felt like important like that's one thing i will say Like, you could cut the tension with a knife. Like, they were telling a a hardcore, like, just a real story. Like, you you felt it on both sides, like, the emotion.
2: Dude, every week leading up to it was just so good.
3: I I bet. Like, just the hype package made me go, man, I wish. I would would just go back and watch these Raws and just get this full story.
2: Like, just the sound bites they used in the package, like, I've I've remembered all these years. Like, the showstopper, the icon, you're not those things anymore. And he's like, and just Sean via satellite, I'll never forget, like, man, we were living on High Street in Kenton, Tennessee, and he was like, uh, Dr. Sal be be 100%, 100%, I say, uh, SummerSlam, and I'm just like, oh, he's coming back, like, literally in my notes right here, I have Shawn Michaels, ah! (laughs) It's just so good, and that's probably gonna be, like, my review of this match, is just me marking out that Shawn Michaels is back.
3: I know, for real, like, ugh. I absolutely love it because I love Shawn Michaels and I didn't I sadly 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 at this point uh, I didn't really know about him he was on Raw so I couldn't really see him uh, at the time anyways before I actually could watch Raw and so I didn't really get to bathe in his glory until like you know years later but it's just nice to actually finally see like his career kind of go full circle because uh since doing the podcast yeah i've actually gone back and watched a lot of sean's earlier stuff like his you know before they got the attitude and you know and man just his journey is incredible I, he's still you know my favorite wrestler even more so now
2: wait even more than booker t yeah of course more than booker t Dang, sean so michaels
3: I'm... doesn't have a king booker moment so of course
2: <laughs> well he does lose his smile but i don't think he they loses compare. his smile but he, he gets it back yeah, Booker still thinks he's a king probably somewhere deep down. Somewhere deep down. I feel i feel
3: bad. I wish Booker would have gotten like a solid another run when he came back. But, eh.
2: The crowd's at like a fever pitch. Like, they're ready. Mm-hmm. They're ready for this. And to start the match, which is non-sanctioned, it never happened, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean spears him and does a clothesline to the outside. So amazing.
3: Mm-hmm. That's the thing. The start to this, I know. It's just... Fast and just intense, like from the get go, like just they're pulling off the gloves from the start, and it's it's just so great, just so much energy, like between the two. It's like colliding, you know.
2: And you know, the differences between you know, Benoit and RVD, and Guerrero and Edge, you know, they told that story of like, I'm gonna work you over the whole time. This tells this, incorporates the theme of the show, the themes of the show leading up to it, like everything, and it capsulates it all into this one thing where it's like, I'm going to get my hands on you, and I'm going to hurt you, and just like, it's so good. It communicates that so well, in my opinion.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, this is the epitome of a match that is like, this
3: is the this is the definition of payoff, you know? Like, you get all these weeks after weeks, all this like teasing and stuff going back and forth, just building up this pressure, and this is finally
2: when it just just, bam, just explodes. Triple H soon takes advantage. He goes to get, Shawn Michaels from inside uh, to the outside, but HBK responds with a trash can lid hidden away. Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: He skins the cat, and then Triple H, uh, he gets, um, hold on, what do I have? Oh, yeah, he skins the cat, and then he hits Triple H with a trash can. And then a top rope axe handle, too. Old Trips. He goes for Sweet shim Music, but is met with a backbreaker, and, like, that's the story of the match. Triple H is exposing what took him out all those years ago.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, logic would dictate that the back is long since healed and he's 100% fine, but he was telling a story. You know, there's continuity. He knew that his back was his weak point in the past, and he's exploiting the crap out of that in this match, and I loved it.
2: You get a hard hammer throw Irish whip, and that back
3: is taking a beating. I know. This whole thing is just like, even when they are getting just... Like, later on the match, when they are kind of gassed just a bit, and, you know, they are like getting real worn out, there's still just so much energy. Like, this was a very, like, rough back and forth.
2: Yeah, and to that point, like, Jr. put it over, like, very nicely by saying, mm-hmm. a broken back never fully heals. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> <laughs> that line really, like, made me feel like, dang, Shawn Michaels is doing even more damage like, he may be crippled.
3: Oh, yeah. Like, uh, definitely. Like, if this, if we're at a point in history where, you know, this is 2002, there's no future WWE. Like, this was the most current event. I would be bona fide concerned for Shawn Michaels, the way they are working his back over. Ugh. It's like if somebody's like, oh, I just had a head injury. Well, why don't you come in here and start bashing me in the head with a chair, you know? <laughs>
2: I think they did something like that with the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. Like, the storyline was they had concussions.
3: Dad, I think they, I remember, it was, um, it was, wasn't it Bubba Ray?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, jeez. And if they do, like, Help. a, a head-related move, Bubba would be like, no! And Ugh. it'd get reversed, though.
3: I hate, the one thing I hate, like, knowing now about, like, concussions and about, like, you know, how taking headshots is dangerous and, you know, Benoit wall. Huh? um, it still upsets me watching these old things and he because he said it in this one too commenting on when he gets like a headshot going oh that's, that's a brain scrambler you know uh, yeah I'm like ow yes yes you don't know how how literal that phrase is there's a chunk of brain on the mat right now <laughs> he's gonna be concussed that took five years off his life I'm Like, my god shut up <laughs> he could end up murdering his family no no Jim
2: Ross was too good at- <laughs> <laughs> he was way. We get too a, good. a crotch he chop and a kick by Triple H. And he's like, Oh, I'm like DX no more. There you go. Now get out of here, Triple. Uh, H- elbow H- drop H- to the back and HBK sells it like he just got stabbed. He he mm-hmm. makes a noise, it's like
4: Urgh!
2: it's so bad. Shawn Michaels is just the king at
3: selling, like the whole way through. Like you could see the anguish in his face. Look, Shawn Michaels
2: is just the king, alright?
3: He's just the king, period. <laughs> It's like there's nothing he's not good at.
2: And on that point, Jerry Lawler, the heel commentator, is emphatically in Shawn Michaels' corner on commentary. Mm-hmm.
3: It's like it's hard not to be. I mean, I'm glad, too, because it just sells his story that much further.
2: I mean, that's what happens when you're the king, you know? The, like, the minor kings have to recognize your greatness. Because, mm-hmm. I mean,
3: that's the thing. Like, this whole match, like, you just get the feeling like, you know, Shawn... He's the betrayed friend. He's fighting just to prove that, you know, you're wrong. I'm awesome. And you suck. And Triple H, he just feels like this gross, slimy, nasty guy. Like, ugh. Like, I genuinely hated Triple H in this match. I was like, get out of here. Ugh. <laughs> it, also helped, it also helped that he didn't have his mustache. He looks gross without a mustache.
2: Yeah, he's clean-shaven. The heel. I don't
3: like, <laughs> don't like clean-shaven Triple H. You gotta have that that facial hair.
2: But not that handlebar I think he had. Back not, yeah, six. the handlebar looks hokey. Like He's like, hey, I look like Lemmy, right? No, you look kind of weird. <laughs> okay. No, you just sound like him. <laughs> 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 That meme, I'm pretty sure I shared it with you. Of like, I used to think wrestlers sing their song back in the day. You can't tell me that's on Triple H on the track saying, trying to
4: play <laughs> the game.
3: <laughs> oh, the Town of the Game one. I didn't see that one. Oh, man. I saw the one where it was him yeah. going,
4: Whoa.
2: i used to think both of those like for sure (laughs) i mean sean michaels exists so it's not impossible anyway jerry lawler says kickouts will be few and far between for sean michaels due to the back good job jerry like jerry's so good when he wants to be
3: Mm mm-hmm Vince is probably in his ear going, "No, no, no! Stop, stop being good. Talk about
2: puppies. <laughs>
3: I don't even like dogs. You know what I mean."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so Triple H takes Sean's belt and starts whipping him with it, like legit. It's just it's 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 hard to watch.
3: Mm-hmm. I know. Like when he. Man, that's the point when I started to go. Jeez, when is he going to let up on his back? Now I'm genuinely concerned.
2: <laughs> yeah, he gets busted open at some point, and he takes yeah, like his he, belt no. buckle and starts chipping oh, he, away at that wound. Yeah, I was about to say,
3: yeah. Whenever you know, he slapped him over the back with it real hard, and it was like, ew, And then he just wraps it around his hand and starts wailing
2: on his head. Ugh, it just—it's it, hard. Mm-hmm. He brings up the sledgehammer, and uh, Earl Hebner tries to stop it. <laughs> I, I
3: I thought that was pretty intense. Like I liked it. it I liked that they acknowledged that Sean and uh,
2: and Earl actually have mild history. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that. If they said something about it, but I mean, like they didn't,
3: exp- they didn't. They I, didn't. I can't remember if they said anything. I don't know if they explicitly like implied it. But they, you know, they just kind of let you knew. You know. I mean, obviously, screw job. Tee-hee. But I I thought that was really neat. How he was just like. I got enough, enough!
4: Come on!
3: Stop it! Every time he go for Sean's back, I'd, once again, it's just him telling that story, pushing that that much harder, making you hate Triple H that much more, and rooting for Sean that much more. The fact that even the ref is like, cut it out, you're a douche.
2: <laughs> you're gonna kill this guy. You're going to kill him. I'm gonna break him in half, Tiki. I'm Triple H. So, tr- tr- uh, Not Triple H. So Shawn Michaels is trying to like desperately fight back, and then Triple H sends him into the corner and then into an abdominal stretch. Earl Hebner berates Triple H for holding the ropes, even though it's pointless, you know. It's perfectly legal, but it you know kind of like Rick Flair tried to do earlier. It puts mm-hmm. over how brutal the match is. Mm-hmm. It's given, I thought that was
3: I thought that was actually a really cool thing doing that abdominal stretch and then getting that for leverage. I'm like, jeez.
2: It was, it was like good psychology by the cerebral assassin
3: hmm Say what you will about Triple H, but that man,
2: he is a master
3: like, of his craft.
2: He knows what to do. He knows. HBK gets crotched from uh, the ref getting pushed into the ropes. His back becomes vulnerable and falling forward, and Triple H hits his back with a chair. Mm-hmm. Ouchies. Triple H sets up the chair and hits a backbreaker Was- onto is- 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 it. And...
4: Yeah? Yeah?
3: I was going to say, like, that was just like, ow. Like, I, and the sad thing is, like, whenever he just hit him in, with the chair, Crystal was like, ah, I'm like, that's going to hurt. And I was like, oh, well, you know, whenever they do, I was trying to be logical. I was like, when they do chair shots, you know, the follow through, they usually try to phone it in, so it doesn't really hurt all that much. And then he went and did the backbreaker through the standing chair. And I'm like, yeah, I can't really explain that. That's got to hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I loved how Triple H went and picked the chair up. And then kind of flattened it as much as he could and then stomped it so it would go even flatter just so he could use it again. That was mm. so good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Gosh, man. It just tells, you know, wh- you know, due to, in part, them just wailing on each other, mm-hmm. it just tells that story even better.
3: Yeah.
2: I, th- I mean, that's one thing,
3: like, I know we're not, like, at the end or anything, but one thing I can say, just thinking about it right now, I like the flow of this match. There's no, like, in some matches it feels like there are kind of big, I don't know, pieces. Like, oh, Undertaker's fighting him and he's getting hurt. Oh, he reversed him. Now the other guy's getting hurt. With uh, Triple H and Shawn, it's like one thing would lead to another, to another, to another, to another. It just flowed so well.
2: You you get what I'm saying? Yeah, they could have phoned it in if they wanted to.
3: Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. There's hardly, there was like. Yeah, they just no phoning in. Like, everything had purpose.
2: So, Shawn Michaels miraculously kicks out after all that. After all that. Yeah, like you said, he does sidewalk slam onto it after, like, he's re-straightening it out.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I just, I honestly, like, after seeing that, that has to be one of my favorite just little touches in wrestling ever. <laughs> Just hitting him in the back of the chair, then slamming a backbreaker onto the chair, and then folding it, smashing it flat, and then slamming him on it again. <laughs> That's great. So uh, sore, but I, I I I would give Shawn Michaels a big ol' hug afterwards for being such a good guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like he just keeps kicking out. Like Triple H is like, oh, I'm trying to beat you, and like he can't. Mm-hmm. It's like he can't break Shawn, baby. Literally and figuratively. Triple H goes for a pedigree on the chair, but Shawn Michaels pulls out a big old low blow. He hits him in the berries. <laughs> and Triple H's like, My berries. My berries. I don't know why I sound like the, the burn victim from Cam show. <laughs> I was about to say, Yeah, my berries. <laughs> Make fun of the robot voice. <laughs>
3: you could imagine, imagine then, like, Undertaker versus Kane. Uh, Kane, uh, or Kane gets kicked in the nuts by Undertaker and he just stops the match to pull out his thing and go, mm, my berry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god. Sweet um, shit so in music into the chair, into Triple H's face. Ooh, this and, is when this is when the match started to
3: turn a bit more in Sean's favor.
2: Definitely. Triple H gets yeah, busted open. And Sean, yeah, that was like, howie. Sean, Sean does a kip up and Jerry's like, oh, Blah, 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 blah. And James like are... it's so good to see them like marking out.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's hard not to, man. Ah, just like thinking back now,
3: it's like this is one of those matches that the more you sit and think about it, the more you let it soak in, the more you're like, damn, that was good. And it's just like Shawn Michaels' return, like they treated it as big as it really was, you know? Because it's like you know, the guy at this point, what he was, he was retired for what, like four years or something? Yeah, like four or five. And uh, his big return was just it—it it lived up to the promise. And just seeing it, like, oh, I get chills, baby.
2: For those of you listening who remember our demo, you'll remember that this was my favorite match that I listed of all. time.
3: I—I I can definitely see why. This is—I mean, I will say I've been around wrestling long enough to where I can be like, I love wrestling; it's so good. I have favorite wrestlers, but I've never been a favorite match guy. But now this definitely. Is in uh, favorite match territory. Ooh. I I feel like I haven't dove enough into history to say bona fide this is my favorite match, but it definitely it's it's a contender now.
2: So Sean sends Triple H flying over the top rope, and then we get a trash can lid shot to him. Mm-hmm. Uh HBK starts whipping him with the belt, little little payback spot. <laughs> and I have here Triple H's blood is everywhere. I know,
3: like, uh, once again, uh, for those at home, this Crystal I keep mentioning, she is uh, my longtime girlfriend, current fiance, future wife, and she, uh, she'll she sit on the couch next to me and, you know, she'll, like, plan her Nintendo Switch or something, or her Nintendo DS, or her uh, Nintendo NES, no, I'm just kidding, not really, but uh, <laughs> while, I, while I watch the pay-per-view and take notes and stuff, and so... Little by little, she's passively, I could say, somewhat gotten into wrestling. And at this point, she was just like, oh, God, he's just bleeding so much. And she just would not let it go. Like, every time she looked (laughs) up and saw Triple H, she was appalled at how much he was bleeding. I was like, that's just how it
2: goes. That's how it goes. I'm right there with you, Crystal. It was gross.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, wow. You know. It wasn't the worst blood I ever seen by far,
2: you know. Eddie Guerrero, well. Judgment Day, two thousand four. Can't wait to get to I, that one.
3: I can't remember that one too much. I remember, I remember seeing that and it was really bad. There's that one everybody talks about. The one with, wasn't it JBL, but got busted open real bad at one point. I think so. But the worst one I ever seen. Side sidetrack. Um, <laughs> it was it was Sid Vicious versus uh, Goldberg in WCW. It was this random. Uh, I think it was when Goldberg was coming back in WWE. So I was like, "Oh, I didn't really, I didn't really know much about Goldberg back then." I went back and watched a lot of his matches to get a, a feel for how he was, and it was him versus Sid Vicious. I think Sid Vicious got busted up previously in a match and got sewn shut backstage. Like, okay, you know, you got to fight Goldberg now. That was the point. Like, you had to beat somebody to get to Goldberg. When their match came, uh, barely even begun and the stitches opened up again or the staples or whatever and he was bleeding profusely he was he was a red man like it was it was unsettling to watch and they they stopped the match which i'm sure that was not what they planned i mean it made for a whoa rematch maybe finish but it got so bad that somebody came out with a towel and was wiping away from his eyes and it was like he was wearing a red suit <laughs> with a hole
2: oh that's disturbing
3: Yeah, it was really bad. But anyways, anyways, anyways. Back to the match. Triple H busted open. It's intense. Working them. Where do we leave off?
2: So Michael Cole does his classic hide when they brawl near the announce table. Mm -hmm. HBK does a lap around the ring to bulldog Triple H on the steps. I liked that one. Reminds me of Braun (laughs) Strowman doing his little thing now.
3: I like Braun Strowman. He's a nice guy.
2: Shawn Michaels uses the ladder like a battering ram to take down Triple H and then proceeds to ram it into his tummy. (laughs) that's a south park reference (laughs) hdk ref uh, i I was thinking i was
3: thinking more of like kung pao like i fell and hurt my tummy
2: (laughs) (laughs) no it was uh it's uh the scientology i think it's scientology no it's the future cartman wants a but can't wait for Mm. it goes Mm -hmm. to the future and it's the the atheist daughters like well i got clam on my tummy that's what i was
3: it's been a while since i watched that episode
2: Howard Finkel scurries over to his area. Baseball slide into the ladder from Triple H, or, or uh, to Triple H. Triple H is bleeding profusely. Superplex from Shawn Michaels, and we and he wisely lands on his side, so his back doesn't take the impact. Good job. That's smart. Triple H gets a high knee in. Drop toehold into the steps. Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Clothesline to the outside, and Triple H gets knee-wrenched in the ladder or his knee wrenched into the ladder. It it's an accidental spot and it could have been terrible.
3: Mhm. And we all know what happens to Triple H's knee.
2: So Shawn Michaels gets to the table and then a little fire extinguisher action.
3: Which which was nice because like the the crowd at that point was chanting for tables. So that was satisfying. He delivered.
2: They're working it so like they know they know what they're doing for sure.
3: They know. They know. They're the masters of their craft. Like like a painter's brush on a canvas. They knew what they were painting.
2: The Bob Ross of the WWE, Shawn Michaels, sets Triple H, <laughs> H on the table. And he goes to the top rope, and he does a little thing like, yeah, I'm nuts. And then he hits a crossbody to the outside, into the table. And then he sets up a ladder, climbs up, and he says, I love all of you. And hits an elbow on Triple H. Hmm. Such a cool spot. And Jerry says... He still got it. HBK teams up the band, and he rolls up Triple H for the win. Jerry has lost his crap. As the match ends, Shawn Michaels kisses Earl Hebner's head, and uh, I thought that was funny. It's like, yeah, my boy. I'm glad you wrapped. It's like, this thanks match. for
3: having, thanks for having my back, Earl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but as Triple H, not Triple H, Shawn Michaels is celebrating. Triple H attacks with a sledgehammer. I took this spot so seriously as a kid. Super seriously. Like I yeah. couldn't now, believe it. Now he with did HD that. Now with
3: the WWE Network, full HD, we can see that it is very much a fake sledgehammer. But it was still really cool to see Triple H use a sledgehammer
2: like how it's supposed to be used for once. Yeah, instead of putting his hand over it every time.
3: That, Cause the thing is, that's that's the note I took. One of the first notes I have when, Whenever he brought it out I wrote down Has Triple H ever used his sledgehammer Like it's supposed to? And I was telling that to Christo, Like he Cause she was like What a sledgehammer I'm like yeah he puts his hand over it Or he goes for it But somebody moves you know But no he bonafide used it on Sean And I mean even though Knowing it's fake he wrestling
2: uh, It still looked like It looked brutal you know Just the sound it makes Like splat It's mm-hmm. so so bad
3: I mean watching live
2: you would have been like, "Oh my God, he murdered him!" Yeah, dude. Like me as a kid, like I thought he was done. You know, like Shawn Michaels poof, officially retired. I, I emphatically bought into kayfabe.
3: What would you do if he just like after that like kept up and just did a super kick on him? Would you
4: be like, "Oh,
2: boo, fake"? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question. I think that I would have made it made sense in my head, honestly. No
3: if it was if it was roman reigns he would have uh jumped up and then said ooh ah, and done like 100 superman punches for the win
2: you know i'm surprised a wrestler just has never grabbed a microphone and a promotion to be like wrestling is fake <laughs> oh my god <laughs> surprised Vin,
3: honestly like now that you mentioned i'm surprised vince hasn't made that a character just like the the wrestling kind of like i don't know the guy who takes the fun out of it like you all know, this is fake, and then you get like the hardcore guys come out and be like, "We'll show you how real it is." <laughs> and they Just beat them up. Oh, please let this happen. I'm surprised this never been happened. As much as they've done that crap during the added Era, like you know, right to censor, being all like, "Oh, look at us. We're like the the Parent Council." Tiki, you know. It feels like that would have existed back then. Anyways, anyways, this match, Levi. This feud is now far s- from over, though. Oh yeah, you can. You get that. You get like oh. This is very far from over, and I love that. That's just something I, I, I miss. I know it gets done still, you know. I feel like we bring up the current stuff too much, but I, I gotta do it at this point. Uh, this, I don't know, just the way it tells a story and the way it makes you want more. It's so much different from, uh, like just a crappy false finish and be like, oh, there's gonna be more. It's like night and day. Like I this, know, yeah. This leaves you wanting more. Whereas something like today To use crappy backlash for an example again And I promise next podcast I'll talk less about modern uh, The the finish to AJ and Shinsuke Nakamura Where they just double kicked each other in the balls And got counted out That didn't leave me wanting more That left me wishing what I had just saw actually had ended
2: Pay-per-view should be resolve Resolvement Is that a word? Exactly
3: Uh, Resolution It's probably what you're looking for Resolved (laughs) Resolved It got resolved Yeah Shawn Michaels and Triple H That was settled Like if Triple H just walked away And never came back You'd be like Oh yeah Shawn Michaels proved He was tough He could get over But by doing that man It's like No I still got something to prove You little Douche knocker (laughs) That were his words I got the script
4: No Yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) So Triple H is a solidified mega heel From this point forward And JR says Hell rotten, hell for that, and starts like cursing him out. <laughs> no good, SOB, all that all that good stuff. Triple H exits with a smile on his bloodied face. And HBK is stretchered out. One of the greatest matches of all time. All the thumbs in the world up. It's like one of
3: the it's one of the stretcher moments where I genuinely believe, like,
2: yes, stretcher that man
3: out.
2: So you're saying thumbs down from you? Is that, is that
3: it? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it
2: wasn't really that good or that bad. Thumbs middle. His sell, his selling? That's an, <laughs> that's an insider's term. It's just not up to par. Yeah.
3: It was it was a little up to par. I didn't believe it. Nah, dude. Um, this gets like two big thumbs up. I'm doing the double thumbs right now. Oh, dang. Pointing to the sky oh, and going, dang. yes. Uh, it's not only got... Shawn Michaels over as like somebody to sympathize and get behind and just root for and just believe that he's every bit as good as they say he is. Uh this made Triple H to be the most heeliest of heels, and while you still will cheer for him when he comes out because he has a cool opening, you just wanna see this guy <laughs> get his comeuppance. You just want to see them fight again, because you know, you know, Sean's got something to say to him. Don't they, don't they fight again at, Very like, Hell in good. the Cell?
2: They fight again. Is that the next one? T- wait. Well, Hell in the Cell is the match they have, but that's not a pay-per-view yet. I mean,
3: sorry. I'm just used to it being a dumb pay-per-view name now. Uh, they f- they have a Hell in the Cell match. That's their next one, isn't it? Not quite.
4: It's not quite. Because I was about to
3: say, I do remember that one. It was on the Hell in the Cell DVD I got from Walmart for $10, and it was amazing.
2: <laughs> I believe the next match they have will be at Survivor Series. Hmm. So a
3: Looks second. like
4: Triple H is
2: gonna
1: be needing to try to survive Wait a second
2: Do you hear that? What, what is it? They're sirens
0: <laughs> Three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear We got three minutes and we're out of here.
2: Oh no, oh no! It's the three-minute warning skit of the night! Rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> the three-minute warning skit of the night is, is reserved for the most boring skits of the night. <laughs> is this a, if this is a new segment we're doing now? Absolutely, freaking lutely and you can have most, your own three-minute
3: warning. Most, most boring segment of the night. Does this include matches or just promos or, or what?
2: Yes, all of the above
3: just any any point the most boring point of tonight would be i gotta look through it's kind of hard to say like overall this is pretty dang solid pay-per-view well while you Uh, think
2: while you think of it i'm gonna run over this promo and why i think it's the worst so
3: i was gonna say we still have rock versus brock to go through
2: (laughs) it's not gonna take very long so it's it's pretty short It it was it was really good too but i mean following that so, it's a skit with Howard Finkel, Trish, and Lillian. Howard says... Oh, I see what you're doing right now. <laughs> Howard says it's the first pay-per-view that he's announced in this arena since WrestleMania
3: 2. Says <laughs> Just real quick. Uh, we're just real quick. I agree that this is also really
2: stupid. So, this is my pick of the night. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he says uh, fans will always have the fink. <laughs> Trish comes out and... Uh, Howard Finkel is disturbed. Jerry says, "Look at his head! It's oddly shaped." <laughs> 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 and it is. <laughs> Howard Finkel runs down Trish and the women of Long Island. He calls them Long Island skanks. Uh, Very classy, Howard. Fink is a. Uh, why? Why? Why make him heal? <laughs> it's so weird. Because he's weird. And they've always just been super weird about how how they used Howard Finkel. Just let the man announce. Good lord. So uh Fink is upset that Trish threw him in the mud, uh, a little prior to this. Trish says that he's got a really sexy voice. And Howard Finkel mm. says, uh, it's a doggy dog world. Uh listener discretion advised. by the way, it's kinda gross. Um it says, You got the puppies, and I've got my wiener. And everyone's just like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> they hug and Trish says Howie um, I have a surprise for you and it's Lillian Garcia and as we know Lillian Garcia had been taken off TV for a little bit because she got attacked by a three minute warning uh, Garcia just tags him with a huge low blow and um, it's the revenge for that assault and you may be wondering where's the women's match on this pay per view well looks like it was taken up by this
3: I was one of the same thing, and I will say, um, I'm sorry I ruined your joke. I get what you're doing now, but uh, <laughs> I, I, admittedly, when this started, I did not care, and I just wanted to get to the next match, so I skipped it.
2: <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, the reason I really wanted to to include this because I wanted to bring up what's going on in the women's division, and so I'm going to bring up the nothing. Spe- well, I want to tell you the most notable thing that I I saw on Raw, and it involves Women's Champion Molly Holly, and it's a really really disturbing, gross thing I was telling you about. So, oh
3: yeah, you never told me. What is it? What is it? What is so
2: huge thing, listener discretion advised. You know, you've got children around, take them out. And like, uh, I'm just recalling this. This is disturbing. I don't like this, and there's a reason WWE does not bring this up. Okay. So, there's a backstage segment with William Regal and Christopher Nowinski, and Molly Holly Mm -hmm. walks by and she's like, Hey, this is Victoria. She's new. And they walk away, uh, or Molly walks away, rather, and they ask Victoria, Christopher Nowinski, rather, does he's like, Is it true, Victoria? And she's like, What? Like, that Molly's a virgin? And William Regal's like, Like in the background, which admittedly is funny. And Victoria's like, Yeah, don't tell anyone, though. And so. We have Victoria's debut match against Trish Stratus, and um, it, it's, it's so awkward. We
1: heard and been trained by the uh, women's champion Molly Holly King, and Molly has been kind enough to join us, and welcome, Molly. Thank you very much, Sarah. Great to have you out here, Molly. i got a few questions I want to ask you, okay? Oh, okay. Well, this should be an interesting matchup as much we don't know a great deal about Victoria other than what uh, Molly had shared with us earlier that we saw in the locker room area. Victoria, certainly physically imposing, well-conditioned uh, young uh, female. Yes, she was actually a former fitness competitor. She was? Ah! Well, enough about Victoria. Let me ask you about you, Molly. Uh, I'm going to get right to the point. Oh, Are you a Oh, oh my goodness.
4: What about her face?
0: Uh, uh, Yeah, it's none of your business. I mean, really, we should be focusing on the match.
1: Well, I'll let JR focus on the match. Right now, come on, Molly. One of us is thinking about sex. Well, I'm sure it's Okay, it's me, you're right, but listen. Are you a virgin?
3: Well, it's none of your business, really, if we...
1: Oh, oh! Nice, Karnbrack, take down. And here's the clothesline, knocking down Victoria again. Let me let me ask you another, let me put it another way. You have a fondness for cherries. Oh, Here up. we go! There's a cup of cherries. Okay.
0: I like all types of fruits and vegetables. Okay.
1: Have you ever tried that new drink? Cherry Coke? Um actually I don't no. Hey, you know what, you know what? Molly, we're we're only 60 miles from Washington. Oh, wait a from, minute. No, wait a minute. That oh, things hurt that leg.
4: That's you know, we're, we're only star. 60
1: miles from Washington. That's where George Washington chopped down the cherry tree. King. Molly?
4: Cherry
1: tree? We've got an injury here and I realize that, but I'm you know i doing my job, Jerry, I gotta well, this is not about cherry Cokes, okay? This Well right, let me moment. ask you about your favorite pie. Do you know do you like know what Jerry's favorite pie is? It's cherry pie, Molly. King, um I if you Ollie, is somebody... we got an injury here. This is reminiscent of only a bad break from Victoria, who's obviously Got herself in great shape for this debut, and she's hurting here. Of course, anything can happen when you're live, and the only sports entertainment show. another at Christian, the class and good sportsmanship. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Yeah. Molly came out of it like it was multi organism That was a
2: cheap shot. Molly Holly's there on commentary, and Jerry Lawler. Um, he says, "I'm gonna get right to the point." are you a virgin? And she's like, uh, 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 what? And, uh, he's like, one of us is thinking about sex. It's me. Are you a virgin? Oh. Uh-huh. He's just like, so pers, it's so persistent. It's so disturbing. And Molly's like, Molly does not complete an entire sentence in this segment. And, um, she's just kind of sitting there like, uh, 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 I, I, I don't think that's appropriate. Um, and, um, she's just very persistent. And, um, He's like, I like cherries, Ugh. and I'm like, oh, oh, and um, he's like, hey, do you, have you had that new drink, uh, cherry coke? Ugh. One,
3: that that that's not a new drink. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's like, we're, we're we're close to to Washington, you know, George Washington. He chopped down the cherry tree, <laughs> and JR's R's like, Ugh. trying to call moves, like in <laughs> He's like, hey Jr., isn't your favorite pie cherry pie? And, um, J.R. <laughs> and,
3: and he just goes, hey, Molly, uh, can I deflower you with my penis? <laughs> <laughs> he gets right to the point.
2: Jr's is like trying to derail him and to get him to stop. And, um, to, to end the, the segment, um, before Victoria wins, JR's like, you got some nice cleavage. Just straight up. It's one of the most disturbing and repulsive Was it Was it segments. like some?
3: Was it something like halfway related to the match? Like you're like, oh, just cleaving them in two. You've got some match, cleavage. <laughs> no, he it's just he's just straight up. Straight okay,
2: up. Okay, yeah, that it. it's creepy as hell. Oh my god. And just like they have the camera on them a few times, and Molly's just like so like red in the face, and Jerry Lawler's like just like staring at her like so creepily and yeah there's a reason you've never heard about this because like that was it and you yeah. know
3: well you know it's it's like stephanie says in
2: wwe women are always on top clearly so but yeah not
3: molly holly you virgin
2: <laughs> so anyway yeah that's that's my my Just, story
3: <laughs> so i'm wondering where the storyline's going to go now is it going to go eventually hurt getting it on with somebody I'll
2: I'll keep you updated Cause it's gonna, uh,
3: it's gonna be And then it's gonna be like Who got it on with her? Who got it on with her? And it's gonna be a bunch of funny people And then you're gonna find out It's Rikishi No <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound true? <laughs> that sounds so true though Doesn't it? <laughs> like it'll be a joke It'll be like Ah uh, Did you just uh, uh, No It's it's not what you think Hey baby And he leans in the door And everybody's like Oh I'll
2: see you tomorrow night <laughs> So now we're on to the main events of the evening. Brock Lesnar, the next big thing versus the people's champion, The Rock. Brock Lesnar, you are real because you
0: are the next big thing. And tonight, tonight, Brock, you become the next king of the ring.
1: The winner of this match not only the prestigious king of the ring, but he also... Earns the right to fight in the main event at SummerSlam against the undisputed champion. Oh my God. Lazar called Bandim in midair! And it's over! Lazar's the king of the ring! And this rookie now has earned the main event shot at the undisputed title at SummerSlam! With well, the undisputed title on the line who will go to SummerSlam to meet Brock Lesnar for the undisputed title. The first man to score pinfall or submission wins the match and therefore becomes the undisputed champion. No way, no! Rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom!
0: Yes, it's over, it's over! The Rock, The Rock, The Rock is the undisputed champion of the WWE! Yea, though I walk through the valley of the extreme, I fear not reprisals
1: from my enemies, for I walk with the next big
0: thing, Brock Lesnar. Brock, you're in the wrong place. The wrong year with the wrong guy. The blood of Hulkamania is in my hands. And Rock, the blood of you is going to be on my hand come SummerSlam. You know, Brock Lesnar, you want to play games with The Rock? You think you want to play mind games? Is that what you want to do? You want to send a message to The Rock? Well, The Rock's got a message for you. Just bring it! All I care about is being the absolute best. In my mind, I'm number one, always. I wouldn't be here if I didn't feel like I was number one. I don't care about being the biggest guy in the industry. I don't care about being the strongest. Outdo my opponent, always. In my mind, I'm number one. All I care about is being the absolute best.
1: Take that. Come on. There's oh, a pretty woman next to me. A pretty That's woman, it. yeah, baby. To share the dreams that I believe. Dream with me. Believe me. Come on. Maybe we can start a family. Start a family, baby. Someone, Someone that truly oh, understands. Oh, oh, oh yeah. How do
0: you treat her man? Oh, yo, now what should I
3: say now? At this point like how how much was the the rock wrestling regularly? I guess I'm just so used to him being a movie star and just being like, you know, part-timer guy that I just never really got a grasp for how regular he was as like a a competitor.
2: Well, at least for the Raws and SmackDowns that I watched, he wrestled every week on both shows. So at
3: this point he was like he was consistent wrestler. It wasn't like Steve Austin where he kind of half-left and didn't
2: No, no, no. He was full-time. Cool. And it was what? it's so weird to see Triple H versus the rock on raw, you know, like no that.
3: That, that just doesn't st- I guess that's why I have a hard time thinking that you know he's a regular competitor at this point. he just seems so much larger than life at this point at this point at this point at this point,
2: <laughs> so the opening package shows their rivalry and their workouts between the two. It's very two thousand and two if that makes sense, yeah,
3: yeah, I get you completely. <laughs>
2: It's and it's not the best opening package. I liked it as a kid, but you know, I didn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rock lays the title out during his entrance and uh runs across it as if he's like crossing the line. Yep. I actually I really love
3: Rock's running. I mean, this whole thing. I did too. It I mean the match, uh it just kicked off like bang. Like with a bang, I guess you could even say. He hee hee.
2: Hot out of the gate for sure. Yeah.
3: And Brock, I got, I, you know, just his entrance, you know, seeing him perking and jumping over the ropes and stuff, man. I, I just makes me forget how agile he used to be. Because now he's just a big old lumbery just slow... A freak of nature. Pu- he's just a punch boy now. He's just a punch suplex man. He's just a guy that sits and collects money and holds titles for ransom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the rock starts laying in punches and he's met with a belly to belly by a good old belly to Brock. Backbreakers breakers by Brock, which is very impressive considering how big the rock is. Mm -hmm. The rock, the rock has injured ribs thanks to a triple H actually.
4: I did not know. Shoulder
2: thrust to rock. Paul Heyman kicks Rock in his ribs, and Paul Heyman's very active in this match. So I know. Like, I thought that was
3: actually really fun. Paul was one of the highlights of this match.
2: I, I, he made me so anxious. I was just like, Will you stop interfering? <laughs> and it made. I guess it's like feelings of like when I was a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bork laser clotheslines Rock over the barricade twice, once through and once coming back. Overhead belly to belly and a near fall. The Rock kicks out. Rock battles Brock, but Paul Heyman grabs his feet. So, like, hopefully this paints the picture of, like, how I felt. Mm-hmm. Just so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, has put him over, like, really well. Because he's like, uh, he says Brock doesn't need any help from Paul. Like, yeah. he can do it on his own.
3: Yeah, they did that. And then just, I mean, Brock really, in this match, showed that he's got really... Sp-
4: <laughs> Kinga
3: Sorry I'm just kind of like My head just suddenly went a little light Um, Drink some tea quick Probably Um, Yeah that's one thing I could say Is that Brock really was showing that He was kind of coming into his own at this point He looked like he had it together a bit more Especially compared to like the last pay-per-view match he was in Where he was like good But a little green you know And he, he looked Really strong But not only that like just he felt like a character, you know, or you know that. How do I word that? He just felt like he he was, he really was his gimmick, you know.
2: Yeah, I like, think if nothing else, it adds a dimension to Paul Heyman's character mm-hmm. to where he's not sure if Brock can do it.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. So That's like, I, I like that. So every time, like Brock would kind of get ahead just a little bit. It felt like Brock really was like, wow, you know, this guy's proven his worth, you know?
2: The Rock battles back, but Paul Heyman grabs his feet. Uh, Taz puts over Brock and says, oh, dang, I just read that. Paul chokes Rock, is what I meant to say. <laughs> it's it's really fast-paced, and I think it's because Triple H and Shawn Michaels took up so much time that they had a limited time to work with. You
3: know, that's actually a good point. The match only ran for, like, I think 20 minutes, tops, or maybe
2: a little more. Less, le- less than.
3: Mm-hmm. It's still, Rock, I mean, it's still real good for the time they did. But yeah, they were working pretty fast. But they
2: were working fast, but it never felt like it, they were just phoning it in. The Rock is met with a power slam from Brock Lesnar, and uh, he gets frustrated that it was a near fall and that he didn't beat the Rock. And then, oddly enough, we get some Rocky sucks chance.
3: Yeah, I was, I, was, I was surprised. They were kind of back and forth this crowd
2: yeah it was hard to tell who emphatically had the advantage eventually though i think it becomes lesnar yeah in the end you know
3: i think he got booed at first but people kind of came around to him and then brock it's like whenever he fought back people cheered him and then when he got the upper hand he got booed but I, i yeah definitely by the end brock ended up looking real good
2: so, the, yeah, the crown's just weird. Back body drop by The Rock and double kip up by both of them, which is a pretty cool spot. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. <laughs> Clothesline attempt doesn't work until the third try for The Rock, so yeah. it shows how staggering that Brock Lesnar I loved was. I love that.
3: Whenever he tried and it didn't work and then he, like, smacked his chest and was like, come on, try again. <laughs> they They both, like, Rock and Brock worked
2: real well together. So, The Rock goes for the sharpshooter, but Heyman causes a distraction, and Rock just, like, you know, rags on him and stuff. Then, he gets the sharpshooter in, and it looks terrible. I hear all the time how they hate The Rock sharpshooter, and I'm just like, is it that bad? It's that bad. Yeah,
3: it just, it didn't look very good. I mean, I've never had somebody be like, Rock's is bad, but whenever he was doing it, and they are like, it's the sharpshooter, I was like, this looks off, you know?
2: Yeah, we get some "Let's Go, Lesnar" chants mm-hmm. during the submission. Heyman is back on the apron. <laughs> He's very much a pest in this match. How, how he gets brought in and the Rock hits him.
3: How I was going to ask, like, how much longer? Um, after this, does uh, Brock turn face? I said, how much longer after this does it take for Brock to go face? Because I know he is against Cena, and I think, yeah, he is during, against Angle whenever they feud.
2: I'd give it three months.
3: Three months? Yeah. Because I have to say, you know, with the momentum kind of turning in his favor, it seemed people were really starting to love him by the end of this match, so I'd assume it would be not too long.
2: Yeah, then again, it is like the Northeast crowd. They're a little more anti smarky, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock hits Rock with a chair into injured ribs due to the ref distraction. And we get that bear hug and, you know, it's been put over Bigs since the Lesnar match. What you mean? In- since the Hogan match? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I said Lesnar. <laughs> We're watching the Lesnar match, Goofy. Yeah, the Hogan match. Um, Emphatic Lesnar chance at this point. Mm-hmm. Rock- Rock's been in the bear hug so long that his eyes are rolling to the back of his head. And Taz acknowledges, like that long Island does not like the rock.
3: I know. I thought that was kind of fun. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, might as well not sugarcoat it. They don't like him.
2: Heyman is again, distracting and the rock uses it and hits Lesnar with a low blow. Um, he's met with a clothesline from the rock. That is Brock and people's punches puts Lesnar outside. Rock goes over the Spanish announced table and, uh, <laughs> he slams, uh, uh paul Heyman's head on the table rock catapults lesnar shoot I lost my place rock catapults lesnar onto the post and which then, was
3: cool i love how uh i love how the rock called that he just walked over and started slapping it like yeah and then he just did it and yeah brock sold that
2: pretty <laughs> dang well i gotta say what did you think about this spot when the rock bottom to Heyman? the announce table that
3: was was so cool because I didn't expect it I I was already like man Heyman's kind of getting in this match that's neat to see but then when he sent him through the table it was it was like yes this is great (laughs) after that it's like I was just going to say after that it's like Paul just kind of shut up took a back seat and then just Lesnar just kind of did all the work afterwards you know he really proved himself to that
2: and Taz just loves it when mm-hmm. he goes through the table. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. It's
3: like I'm sure I'm sure in real life he's actually like, "Yay, screw you, Heyman."
2: <laughs> rock's then able to hit a rock bottom, but Lesnar kicks out, and the Rock is dumbfounded and starts like talking to himself. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, what?
3: The whole time, just like noticing the Rock talk to himself was just great. Lesnar hits a rock bottom. Yeah, that made me go, "Oh," because he rocks because kicks out the rock bottom gets up they scuffle and then he hits the brock that was unexpected for me huh? the,
2: brockles he... <laughs> <laughs> the brockles elbow
3: oh, the brockles elbow, yeah
2: no uh, rock hits a spine buster and lesnar gets up quickly and hits a clothesline he goes for an f5 but it's countered and then rock goes for a rock bottom that's countered into an f5 hit it one two three your new youngest world champion undisputed champion <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Which,
3: that's, you know, that surprised me, because, I mean, I didn't know at this point he won it, you know, especially, like, so young, obviously. But, uh, so it was really cool. That finish was fantastic. Like, it caught me off guard. I was like, wow.
2: I think it once... Was so crash, bang, boom.
3: Mm-hmm. It was just, like, it has to end somewhere, and then, when you know, finally Brock just managed just to get the upper hand. Caught him in the F5. I mean, I think, once again, um... The Rock is beyond famous compared to what he was back in the WWE days. So I feel like going back and watching his matches now, it just makes me feel like then he was way more important than he was. And not to say that he wasn't. Obviously, he was one of the biggest dudes in the place, if not the biggest, since Steve Austin wasn't there at this time, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, him getting over was just like, wow, you know? <laughs> I was almost surprised. I'm like, surely he'll kick out of this. He kicked out of the rock bottom. Brock did, and no, just one, two, three, new undisputed champion. I was like, damn, Brock earned that belt. <laughs> if
2: anything, they booked him too well, <laughs> because now you see him. You know, he earned you know his his place by winning in the UFC so much, but now he's just like too unstoppable.
3: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like, then he worked so well because he was young, he was new, but he was big, he was strong, and he could, you know, given the chance, he could prove himself, and so that's what made him so dominating, it made him a force to be reckoned with, He was unpredictable, and just anybody, you know, was a match for him, like, there was nobody that seemed to be able to stop him at this point. So, you know, he goes and be his FC boy and then comes back. It's like, oh, yeah, he's unstoppable, but it's just because you just know his name. It's not really so much what he does anymore. It's just there's that unpredictability,
2: you know, it's gone. I think the lack of emotion and admiration for the product from Lesnar helped helped him in the end, like during these times. Mm -hmm. He wasn't blinded by what should happen, what shouldn't happen. He was told to go do something and he did it and didn't care like as long as he benefited from it
4: mm-hmm.
3: which is weird because like nowadays i feel like of course he doesn't really care about the product or anything but at the same time it's like i just wonder if he kind of does because there's some interviews i remember there's recently an interview he had where somebody brought up you know oh dana white talking about how goofy and dumb wwe is and brock was like you know, Dana knows a lot of things, but he doesn't know how this works. He doesn't know how important it is and blah, blah, blah. He was actually talking it up quite a bit. Like, he genuinely cared. But then,
2: you know... Well, he does respect people in the business now. Like, Steve Austin and Undertaker. Like, you know, he hangs out with them, hunts with them and stuff. And, you know, he does it. So, like, he does know what goes into it. You know, almost... Dana White wouldn't. So, that makes sense.
3: You know, I almost want to say... I feel like the situation we're in now with Lesnar being this bajillionaire guy who gets all his money from not doing anything, but like a handful of matches a year. I almost want to say it's like WWE's fault, you know?
2: Yes, I agree.
3: Like they brought him in, they gave him a bunch of money and then they set a precedent. So now it's like, oh, well, you're not going to give me the same deal I've had the past five years. Well, then I'm (laughs) going to leave. He's the smartest man in the company. Yeah, and he's like, I'm the biggest, the sweatiest man, Vince. You don't want to let me
2: go. And he's like right. And the reddest. You're right, I like big sweaty red men.
3: <laughs> well,
2: anyways, what would what would you uh what would you I like diver cuticulitis. I'm gonna give it to Shane. That's how that <laughs> works, isn't it? <laughs> you were
3: saying? I was gonna say, what what would you rate this match, Levi? Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up.
2: It, it uh, was what it was, as it, the rattlesnake would say.
3: Yeah, very solid thumbs up. Not like the best match either of them have had, for sure, but still very, very fun. Uh, comparing it to the one that came before it, I guess this was a good way to, I don't want to say kind of wind people down, because it wasn't, it was still very exciting, but it was like, after getting that high, coming down with something that was still very like, whoa, just felt kind of like nice nice little tiny cherry on top of the Sunday, you know? It's a big old title change, big old shift, titanic
2: shift in the landscape of WWE. Well, sir, I think that's gonna do it for the show. General you know, thoughts? Overall? I thought this was pretty darn good.
3: Yeah, me too. SummerSlam O2, man. Um, very, like, top to bottom, pretty dang solid show. I mean, every match, the most <laughs> match was probably just Test and Undertaker, but even then, it wasn't, like, to add it was just, you know, your standard kind of Undertaker match. You know, he gets beat up a bit, and he does the schoolboy in the tombstone, calls it a day.
2: Would have been good for a, a raw main event, yeah. Would show. Have, yeah, That
3: would have made a solid raw main event. As pay per view, it was fine, but uh, overall, man, yeah, thumbs up. This is a pretty dang good uh, Summer's pay per view.
2: I really enjoyed it. Well, listeners, join us next time as we are talking Unforgiven 2002. And honestly, I don't really remember that one too much. So I don't know how to preface it other than it is unforgiven. Mm-hmm. It's unforgivable that you should miss it. I'm going to go home and drink my some tea washers and, uh, and recall this pay-per-view. But make sure to, to follow us on Twitter at RuthlessPod. Facebook, the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Subscribe on Anchor.fm and iTunes for more... Always make sure you get the latest and greatest from us. And this is Levi, and joining out oh, with Kyle. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're gonna let me say. And this is Kyle. Well, let's try it again, silly Billy. And this is Levi. And this is Kyle. Signing out, saying, "Stay ruthless. Peace, comma. Rest in baloney." <laughs> what was that? You said, "Live in despair." <laughs> <laughs> live in
3: despair. <laughs>